Pickaxe. I'm Jason. And I'm Brianna. And uh, it's been 87 years since the last <laughs> GMT. Look, um, we have a thing where it's like, do we do we acknowledge it? Because the last like five GMTs have been us acknowledging it. Well, yeah, you can't not. <laughs> like, I think if it's been four weeks, you got to go, okay, we may have missed a week or two. Yeah. But uh, we're trying our best. We're going to be talking about Dragon Con today because we got done our yearly pilgrimage to Atlanta. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, we did a lot of stuff. And uh, before we go any further, if you are on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R, we're posting tons of behind-the-scenes stuff. There's acres of video to go through, like gigs and gigs and gigs of video. Um, there's a hammock full of, those are the measurements I'm using. Uh, okay. Yeah. I made a face when you said acre. Yeah. So. Uh, there's a hammock full of audio, all oh, of our. Good. How many gallons? Um, there's about a gallon of germs that we brought back, <laughs> uh, from Atlanta. That's, that's actually the exact right answer. Yeah. Um, we're just both barely recovering <laughs> um, from that. Yeah. So this is going to be a big GMT probably. Uh, because what we'd like to do is sit down with Rush, who uh, runs the tabletop track at DragonCon. Uh, now, I don't know if that's going to be in this recording or its own thing or yeah. where it's going to appear. I'd like to put it here, but like we'll see if we get it done first, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I guess, like we do every year, Yep. Um, we're just going to tackle this chronologically? I guess so. Um, so, Wednesday, or even leading up, do you want to talk about packing and shit? Because that was fun. I think anybody who has ever had to travel to a destination and be there for a week. I think you should tell the story of your luggage. Oh, fucking fuck. <laughs> I but. think you need to tell the, the the Iliad that is this beautiful red bag that you bought for this trip. So bad. So mad. So check this out. <laughs> we, I, I don't, I'm not the type to buy new things a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Like, okay, my keyboard is a fantastic example. I bought a Microsoft Media 2000 keyboard. And I used that thing for 10 years. And yes. Okay, here's the... You have brand loyalty to the weirdest shit. Because you yeah. know the exact keyboard you used 10 years ago. Yeah. And you know the exact brand of shoes. Yes. Like, you were mad because... Nike you're... Revolution 3s now. Yeah, but before that... Nike Revolution 2s. Yeah. And then they discontinued them. Yes, you literally bought new, new revolution. Nike Revolution 2s. <laughs> In the time that I've known you, I've known you for six years. Yes. You've bought three pairs of Nike resolution t- <laughs> Revolution 2s yes. in red. Yes. And then you were furious when they discontinued them yes. like six months ago. Because I know I like them. Yep. And now you got the threes, and I believe these are already your second pair of threes. Yes. Yes. 
I've never bought the same pair of shoes twice in my entire life. I just know what I like, and I'm very much a creature of habit. Like, it's... if I buy a specific notebook, and it's like, that notebook did me good. I need to get exactly that notebook again. See, I'm that way about some things, like skincare. Like, every time I've right. deviated from, like, the soap I use, I regret it. Right. Look at my face right now. Um, Your face is fine. Thanks! Um, or, like, sunscreen. Or, like, like, I get that way with some things, but not, like, shoes or mm. keyboards or... Unless it does exceptionally well, which I don't think your shoes are exceptional in any way. They're just the, the shoes that work, and Here's, most shoes would work. I, I very much. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I just like a certain like, especially if I like. I like to get back into a stage where I'm doing a lot of walking again. Yes, I eat shoes when I'm doing that. I have to buy That's a new a pair of shoes. That's a weird thing to do while you're, while what? you're walking, because, like, it some looks people like... can't even chew gum while they walk, and you're just, like, gnawing on a pair of Nikes. Like a dog. Like, <laughs> I'm... What I it mean is... It keeps people from approaching you in the park. I'll give you that. Right. No one fucking bothers me. What I mean is, like, they look like they've been chewed up on the sides. Yeah. And it's because... Like, I was buying a new pair of shoes every three months. Yeah. And they're good shoes. It's not like they're shitty... Like Walmart brand shoes, mm-hmm. which I tried. I tried to get the cheapest thing. And then I did Vans for a long time. But the problem with Vans is there's no fucking arch support at all. They're flat skater shoes. That's right. what they are. I like the feel of them, but they're not great for walking. Keyboards. <laughs> this, is a, this is the episode now. Keyboards are definitely more of a, There's like, a thousand different kinds of keyboards. There's a thousand different kinds, and they all have a different finger feel. Yeah. Um, and so then, I get that on so some level. I use that... That, that Microsoft keyboard for, and it has a slight arch to it. Like, if you look at it, it's, it's, it's not ergonomic, but it's arched. It's, 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 you know, it's got a curve to it. And I, I'm very much used to that. Playing games, all that stuff. It, the, the shit where you just know where the keys are without looking. Yeah. That's all gone now. For right now, you're, for right you're now, readjust. I need to readjust. Yeah. That's the thing, because this is more of a straight layout. I'm going to get the same keyboard as you, too. It's fucking cool. It's yeah. really nice for 20 bucks. Yeah. Anyway, your luggage. So, okay. So, in preparations for Dragon Con, we've spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And we're prepared to spend thousands when we actually get to the convention. So we did, we, we, we have to factor in things like, okay, we bought 6,500 of those postcards. Yeah. Every one of those is like 10 pounds and like, we have like 50 of them. Every, to find, like every like stack, brick. Every brick of them is yeah. 10 pounds. Not every postcard is 10 pounds. Or like 5 That'd pounds? Very big something postcard. like that. Yeah. yeah. But like, the point is, we have a shitload of stuff to pack, and we're there for a week, and we have to change, yeah. and we and it's Atlanta, so you also got to factor in. we could have done it in. smarter. Like, obviously, yeah. we have friends in Florida that we probably should have sent them to, but we didn't want to cause any trouble. Right. All we didn't that. want to assume. Right. And then Ryan and Susan <laughs> were like, why didn't you just send it to me? And it's like, well, hindsight. Yeah. So next year. But yeah. this year, yeah. um, we knew we were going to need to use at least, like, we're, we were going to have to check at least three bags. Yeah. Um, so we ended, we, actually, checking we ended up four. checking four. Yep. And you decided, Ugh. you know what? I'm going to get, we were at Ross. I don't remember what we went to Ross for. Cologne. Cologne? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also, um, like, hats and stuff. Like, I was like, I don't have any accessories. Yeah, yeah, just I didn't little, little odds and ends things yeah. that it's like, hey, we're passing the Ross. Let's yeah. go in. Um, it was a thing where I remember I bought a plain black dress, and I was complaining because it was just a plain black dress, and I didn't think it was cute enough. And you were mm-hmm. like, well, let's get you, like, a hat or something so right. that you feel cuter. So, um, but we went in there, and you saw, you saw this red suitcase. Yeah. And it was it didn't seem big at the time. It was like, no. okay, that's a very large suitcase. Yeah, it seemed like a like... large suitcase. Because, like, I've had the same, going back to my, not brand loyalty, but it's like, 
I will buy a new one when it's good and dead. Yep. Um, I've had the same luggage for, I don't know, six, seven years. Yep. Um, and that sounds about right to me. Like, yeah. I, I keep luggage around for... The only reason I bought new luggage is because we can't figure out where the fuck my suitcase went. No, I had I a don't purple where... suitcase and no one knows... And Our house is a... not big enough to lose no. something like that in. That's that's one of those things that's like, that's a that's a large item. Yeah. Where the hell did that go? That's a mystery. Anyway. Yeah. But um, the problem is, when I travel anywhere, <laughs> the TSA treats my bags like a soccer player <laughs> treats a soccer ball. They yeah. kick the shit out of it. All of my items... Okay, to give you an example, last year... I packed, and this was, this was, in hindsight, it's like, well, this was fucking dumb. You went to the dollar store and picked up some dollar store fillable. It's like, these are airplane bottles, so you can fill it up with shampoo, and I did that. And then the TSA went, fucking dude, dude, and just kicked the shit out of it. So all of my shirts were soaked in, like, soap and shampoo. And we tried to clean them, but there was so much soap in them. It's like, well, when you wash these, these will be the cleanest clothes you own. Yeah. But for right now, they're never going to stop smelling like soap. And it stained it and, like, made it all starchy, and it's like, fuck, okay. Um, So this year, got a big red bag, and it was, like, 60 bucks. And it was accidentally too big. Yeah. It ended up being accidentally, like, a problem where it's like, we can't fill this up, because if we fill this up, it'll be over the 50-pound the limit. Yep. So. Even if you're, checking, <laughs> if you're checking a bag, it has to be 50 pounds or under. The bag itself weighs 10. So it's like, okay, for most normal people, it's like, I'm just going to put my clothes in here and some odds and ends of camera, stuff like that. We have to bring multiple cameras and microphones and fucking, you know, yep. promotional material and all that stuff. We're loaded for bear. So the the bag is like... Well, that's 68, so let's start taking shit start, out of it. We had to, like, measure each bag yeah. six times. Uh, I think in the end, the red bag was, like, you said it was, like, 50.5, and the lady let yeah. you go, and it was really nice of her to yeah. do that. They made us wait for a while, so I think that was the, like, retribution of, like, hey, it took us 45 minutes to restart this computer. Just keep take the half a pound. Just yeah. take it. It's fine. It's four in the morning. Just go. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, you were really happy about that bag. <laughs> then we go on the planes, and, and it's just regular plane shit. Fuck those um, planes. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I don't... Look. I had a lovely flight all the times that we were flying. I did. I was fine. Some of this is on me. Okay. The horizontal is on me. The, the vertical. vertical is not my fault. <laughs> Jason's poor knees. Um, There's a metal bar. What? I don't if you, know why they put a metal bar in there. So, like, you know where you reach for your barf bag and your airplane magazine, whatever that is? Yeah. Like, you're, you're reading American fucking, what is it? Yeah. American Airlines Air Magazine, Air whatever. Airmail or something. Air, some bullshit. So, like, you know, those those magazines everyone reads on the plane. And it's yeah. like, oh, here's how to order pay-per-view and here's how to, all that shit. Well, it's also, in a pouch. If, if we crash. Yeah, whatever. Here's some no pictures. One. If we crash, we're dead. That's, <laughs> Fight Club got that right. It's like... Look, if we crash, we're fucking dead. Like that yeah. don't 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 plan on there being a plan mm-hmm. for that. Like whatever. But the the pouch has a a steel bar outlining the top of it. And that jammed right into my knees the whole fucking yeah. way. And every single plane has that metal oh, bar now. Man. I think we had one that didn't have it. And I feel so bad because I don't have that vertical issue. No. Um My legs are too long. Yeah. And it's that's the thing. Long legs. Every every plane is slightly different. So sometimes you have an inch or two, 
And it's like, ooh, spacious, I love this. And sometimes you have no inches. And it's just, and then the lady in front of me jerked back her fucking seat. I to remember like, that, it's like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, that actually, like, physically harmed you. And it was like, dude, I know the lady Every couldn't year. have known. No, no, it's not her fault. But, like... The plane people should have fixed this. Like this should not it should not be dangerous to put your seat back too fast for the person behind you. It's one of those things where it's like, look, I I get it. Like you're trying to cram as many seats in yeah. and like you're going by the average and whatever. Like I don't know how basketball players fly anywhere. <laughs> they probably go first class. They probably go first class. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay. And that's the thing, I feel like they're trying to force tall people to use force <laughs> first class. Like the horizontal thing. That's like, my fault. But, and, like, I kind of get it, like, even as someone who's, like, a proponent for, like, right. hey, don't be dicks to fat people. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, I, I kind of get it. It's not the norm, so right. whatever. Most men are around six foot to six five. Like, not most, but, like, a lot of men. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that if you're over six feet tall, the chairs are just impossible to sit in does not feel fair to me. It's it's just like Though, I said. The same argument could apply to horizontal as well exactly. because we're in fucking America and most people. Yeah, but I'm sure they go by the average. So it's like yeah. it's you know most people like when you sit in a chair, there's a lot of chair left over. And not even on a plane. Not for me. No. No. Okay. If you remember when we sat down next to that other horizontal gentleman, yeah, <laughs> I was fucked. Yeah, that's true. But I tried to scoot over so much. It's like. Let's just ooze over this way a little bit. There's like, just, nothing to be done. No, um, but like poor middle seat, Brie. That's the <laughs> if you do the average height yeah. or average weight, that's not fair because like if you include all women in your average height thing, mm-hmm. the men get fucked over. That's true. Because <laughs> men are just taller, so like you should just do like I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sure there's a, here's the rules. I just don't think I don't like watching you in pain while I've I'm never just enjoying myself. Right, and it's it's one of those things where okay, at first you sit down. It's like, look, I don't. First of all, we're flying with frequent flyer miles. Yeah. That means we have like three layovers. <laughs> fucking like we 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 clocked in at four a.m. Yeah. And we're not getting to Atlanta until 7 or 8 p.m. Yep. Then we start traveling by lift to the hotel, all that. I know that's the day. Yeah. But I don't plug in thinking, oh, this is going to be a comfy trip. I plug in thinking, okay, I'm, I'm ready for a certain amount of discomfort. Then the metal bar, then the reclining. There was a moment where I'm like, oh, God, this is the next three and a half hours. <laughs> like, it's like, can I do this? Like, it's like... That's... And I feel so bad, because, like, for me, plane flights are just kind of fine, usually, again, yeah. unless I'm between two large gentlemen. And then it's a combination of both, like, oh, I'm squished, and also, shut up, brain. I can't help it. That's fine. It's a thing. Not about, like, one side, it's like, that's Jason, doesn't count Look, this person. I don't, I don't, yeah. It's, <laughs> there's no need to... Right. You bought so, a like... corset yesterday, and it's like... Look, not for nothing, but... But your boobies. Yeah, um, this conversation's distracting. I just want you to know. Like, just... Right, it's the exact same thing of, like, right. this is just distracting. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's the worst thing that could happen to me on a flight. Right. Like, I'm never going to have the horizontal problem. No. Sometimes I can get a little, like, sick on a flight, but, mm-hmm. like, not even terrible. The worst thing that can happen to me on a flight is if I have to use the restroom and I'm in the window the seat window or yeah because then i have to make two people stand up yeah, and it's the worst it's um, always the worst and that's that again goes back to the plane man we're doing like just 20 minutes <laughs> how about that airline food like we're, man we're doing some we're Those breaking new ground disgusting i like them they're terrible they're like little ginger snap cookies I, here's the thing i also think it 
Oh no. Yeah, we got uh, a trumpet. The trumpeter is back. Okay, try to ignore Fuck him, this guys. Kid. Um it's also a thing where the pretzels help my nausea mm. and the biscuits make it worse. You know what? So that's every time why we get biscuits, I'm like Ugh. I saved pretzels in my bag just in case it got real bad. Because I don't so like nice. pretzels, so I'm like, Brie wants these later. I do, because yeah. the salt somehow like helps with the nausea. Whereas... I'm that way with mints. Like mints yeah. help calm my stomach down if I'm feeling like oof. Like, I'm going to throw so that's up? that's like a normal thing. Like, mint is one of those, like, old school cures for... Right. It's a anyway. ginger or something. Anywho, yeah. so... Anyway, so, we, plane ride there. We spend all day flying. Yep. I watched a bunch of Asian <clears throat> horror movies. They were great. I watched some mediocre movies. I watched some movies, and I'm like, oh, I've been waiting to get to these. Like... I watched, on the plane, I watched um, The Phantom Theater mm-hmm. and Tag. And then we landed, and then I watched Tag. You watched Tag in the... No, I watched a different movie called Tag. Oh, that's There's right. There's an Asian horror movie called oh, Tag. Oh, okay. So I got to watch two Tags <clears throat> at Dragon Con. Hmm. Um, then we land. So we land. Everything's good. We, um, we, we carry our, no shit, 250 pounds of luggage. Mm-hmm. 250 pounds of luggage a mile away from the airport because that's where they that's make where the they lift. That's where they make the lift yeah. people go because they want you to use their transport. By the way... Before I get too far away from this, fuck you, San Diego Airport. <laughs> just throwing that out there. We're just gonna keep riffing no. on airports this entire no, GMT. No, no, no. How this is dare you? A GMT. We labeled it DragonCon. It's actually, yeah, it's a GMT. actually airports. Just Suck. complaining about it. I told airports. him it would be long. We're yes. going an exhaustive. And then when we get done talking about DragonCon, we'll have Rush on and we'll talk about DragonCon some more. And it's Ooh. like, look, you'll get a four-hour GMT because you haven't got one in a while. Fuck you, San Diego Airport, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> It's bad enough to go through TSA once. It is. No, 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 hold up. You go to Sacramento, and you're like, okay, take off your shoes and your belt and your fucking, all your shit, and like, there's three, di- here's your watch, and here's your phone, and all that stuff. Yep. Take it all out, throw it in there, and then like, I'm frantically standing by the, it's like, hold on, I got my belt, and I'm getting, you know. Yeah. And then your shit always gets set aside. Always. Always. Sometimes it's your fault. In San Diego, it was your fault. No, it wasn't. I didn't say it at the time, but it was. No, it wasn't. You watched me guzzle my entire thing of water, and then you went through with water in your bag. All he did was like, hey, is this your water? Get out of here. It's yeah. like, that pissed me off for another reason, <laughs> just because it's like, so now I gotta buy another $4 water? Again, that was your fault, That's though. It's fine. Fuck it. Whatever. You guzzle my whole water. And it doesn't make think. any sense to me, because, okay, <laughs> they take my water away at TSA, then I can just buy the same water for $4. It's just a scam, man. That's all it is. It is. I know this is but me sounding like... the top of the earth isn't the top no, of the earth. I know. I, I sound like Jamie. But like... <laughs> I love you, Jamie. I love you, Jamie. But like, that was a thing where it's like, so you, I got to go buy the same fucking water. But like, I could take that water on the plane. Yeah. Why? So anyway, okay. So okay. Sacramento, we, we go through TSA and it's horrible, but we're used to it. Yeah, whatever. You stand in the big line. We you're land in like San she, Diego. Yeah. yeah. We're looking for our gate. And yep. we notice, this is a really small airport for San Diego. Yeah. So What's it's going like, on? We're in Terminal A. Well, that means there's got to be other terminals, right? There's only two terminals. Terminal A and Terminal B. Terminal B is in a separate building. Who builds an airport like that? I don't know. Separate building. So it that was, means... It was annoying. Once you leave the building, well, you got to go back through TSA again. Yeah. And it sucks. It did suck. Because all the stuff were... that you buy past the gate that is legal to take on the plane is now taken away from you when you go through TSA. That I'm makes no sense. Livid. Makes no sense. Here's the the only reason I'm like that was your fault because I had refilled my entire 32 ounce water bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And as we were walking to the new thing and we knew we were going to have to go through TSA again, you made fun of me as I guzzled the entire thing down instead of just pouring it out. But I was right. like, but I want to be hydrated for the plane. And look, if you know if you know the rules and you're listening to me, bitch, and you're like, no, you're just, un- you- Grandpa, you're misunderstanding. Like, <laughs> that perfectly, send an email into goodmorningtheory at gmail.com. That's goodmorningtheory at gmail.com, look, all spelled out. Look, since September 11th, there's been a lot of riffing on airports. I know. I'm not... So, like, we're not breaking any new ground no, we're not. here. I don't think we're going to offend okay. anyone. It's three ounces that you can take in a carry-on or a backpack, right? Mm-hmm. Why can you take a 32-ounce water? Well, it was empty. But you're going to refill it before you get on the plane. It's a full bottle when they you get on the plane. Me, okay. They don't want me to bring in a water bottle because it might not be water. There's a chance that I could be bringing in gasoline or... Something else inside of the water bottle. That's why they want it to be empty. But I can bring in seems an like that empty would be really, 32-ounce container. Seems like that would be really easy to suss out what's gasoline and what's water. Yeah, but... To me. That just... To me. It's all security theater anyway, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Right? Yeah, thank you. He Anywho. livid. Okay. The reason I had a metal ball jammed so in my knee for hours. <laughs> I just... It's like, now i got to go back to this fucking TSA. Here's my shoes. Like, I'm just... I'm and this just is mad. not the first time I've been to the San Diego airport. So I knew it was coming. Or at least when it happened. I didn't know it was coming. I was about to say, and you let that happen? You let that happen? When it happened... I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. It wasn't like, this was your first time of that happening. So you were fucking angry, like the angriest. And I couldn't match your anger. And usually our anger matches. Usually I can help you through that situation by by yelling with you. But I couldn't not smile as you kept screaming. Which pushed me further. (laughs) Which makes you angrier. Yeah, it's like, how can you be so cavalier I kept answering your, like, the 32 ounces question. Like, I kept answering. I was like, well, you might be bringing in some kind of liquid that that might explode or something. That's not the right thing to do when you're that angry. No, it's just like... So eventually I just became the, mm-hmm. I love you. I was a grumpy Gus in that moment. You were a moment. grumpy Gills. And, uh... But it was really funny it for me. It yeah, that's it, Like, fun. I wasn't scared or anything. I was mostly no. just like, don't laugh, don't laugh, <coughs> don't laugh. When I get mad, it's not like I'm mad. throwing shit. It's yeah. just like, why the fuck do we gotta do this again? Because yeah. for you, it's not as bad. Like, with the, like... Like, okay, belt, watch, tablet, bag, shoes... See, I have fucking, laptop, like a, boots... Overshirt... I have laptop boots, hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I have? That's it, and the bag, and my and my poker walker. Those were the four things. Right. And like one time, I forgot my poker walker, and I had to walk all the way back. Right. And I thought that was really annoying because it's like, just look at it. Right. It's a poker walker. Could be a bomb. Could be a bomb. Uh, but like the boots are the hardest part for me because they go all the way up to my. Yeah, legs. those are big ass boots. Like, yeah, it's good they have a zipper. But like, yeah. I it's like take out my wallet, and my keys, and my yeah. fuck it. Like it's like I gotta empty and all that shit out. There's also the thing where like because of the way I dress and my all, all of my different options, mm. I was able to dress to accommodate the boot situation. Where it's like, well, I'll make sure to wear leggings so that it's really easy to reach my boots. Like I won't right, wear pants right, right, right. on the thing. Like, that makes sense. Very easy for me, whereas for you... I wear the same fucking thing. You don't have many options. Um, Guys don't. We've we've discussed that before. It's like, eh, guys have less options. Well, they do, but they have to be braver to explore them. That's the... Right. Like, um, the corset thing, where, like, I got a corset, because right. um, I wanted one at Dragon Con. We can talk about it later, I guess. But, like, I want one, if we ever but I didn't that. want anyone to touch me. So I came home and bought one online after, like, putting in all my measurements and talking to the people for a bit. Mm-hmm. And it helps with back pain and stuff. Yes. And I told you about it, and I was like, you know, they make, they make a corset specifically for men. You need to be a certain type of brave. I told you my like, worry. 
like uh, fashionable to if if I put on a corset and my breasts look fantastic, <laughs> I will kill myself. Like that'll be it. It's like you know what? I had a good run. Boom. What's wrong with fantastic breasts? I don't just, understand. Well, okay, it's it's. I, I appreciate fantastic just on either gender. I yeah, but like you're okay. <laughs> That's a loaded fucking. <laughs> anywho, yeah, no, anywho. So look, uh, I'm sorry for going on such a long tangent. I like to try and like tell the story. It's like like you were there, like that yeah. type of thing. So anyway, we get to fucking Atlanta. We carry our 250 pounds of crap in the they hot ass. Destroyed your bag. They beat the shit. It's collapsed on one side. Yep. It had four nice little swivel rollers on the bottom so like you can carry it anyway. I couldn't make it go in a single direction no. because they it's like a broken shopping trolley now. <laughs> like it's just fucking that's for our UK audience. They call it a trolley, not that's, a cart. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey Jane. Yeah. Hi Jane. She doesn't listen to this. No. Um but like it's 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 all fucked up. It's gigantic, and we're carrying six bags. Yeah. So it's like just sweating into our fucking eyes. Like I was literally like on top of your big bag because yeah. it's that tall that I was just like, okay, I'll lean over this one and walk with it as mm. one. And seven miles to the freaking it's lift a long spot. way. Yeah. Um. So we do it. You left your bag on the lift. <laughs> that sucked. Oh, so I keep a, so we got our suitcases and stuff, and then I keep a messenger bag. <laughs> it's one of the, um, Think Geek bags of holding, the Dragon mm-hmm. Scale one. It's really nice. It's like a faux leather deal. Like, it feels really cool, and it carries shitloads of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the only time I essentially get to have a purse. Yep. So, like, I, I fill it up with important things that, like, hey, if they lose my luggage, I'll at least have my, my medication for my moods. Yep. And my fucking, um, uh, my tablet, and, like, I had all the notes for the session, the live session we were going to do at DragonCon. Yep. I leave that in the lift. Yeah. I was both mortified <laughs> and terrified. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, my God. I, I can get new medication, I guess. Whatever. Like, I can, I can, I can deal with that. But, like, fuck those notes. I need yeah. those notes. You want to know the fun thing is? Mm-hmm. I didn't use those notes. Yeah. I, I made new notes before the session. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so <laughs> we get to the hotel at like 10, maybe. Mm. And then we have to wait outside for the lift to come back until yeah. like 11. Yeah. Which left our only option to be the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. But it was late enough and empty enough that it was kind of fine. Yeah. Jasper remembers the last time we went to the Hard Rock Cafe. The year before that. Where it's 600 decibels and they're fucking... And everyone's just screaming at you and making you dance. And it's like, I don't want to dance. I just want to eat a fucking big greasy burger. Just leave me alone. Like, yeah. Yeah, Um, the food they serve at Hard Rock Cafe is not conducive to dancing afterward. Yeah, that's true. I don't understand why they decided... The fucking stack of onion rings they bring to the (laughs) table and shit. And it's like, now dance. It's like, oh, You don't want that. No. (laughs) You don't know what you're going to summon for my body if I try to (laughs) dance right now. Um, But yeah, so... Then it was Thursday. I don't think any... Thursday was Slender Man. Yeah, we got... So we got our badges and stuff. And uh, people started showing up to the convention. Uh, Jasper showed up. And then Ryan and Susan and James and Valerie showed up. Oh, and we met up with a bunch of listeners down in the lobby for a few hours. Dude, that was was really cool. We got to sit with, like, Brian and Remy and fuck it. Like, there's, I'm going to forget people. Mandy was there. Like, there's a bunch of Abby. There were so many people. Yeah, Yeah, there were tons of people. And I don't want to list everybody off because then I'm going to forget someone's name. Yeah, and then the one person. That one person, it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. 
But we had so much fun just staying around, talking, making jokes. It was really relaxing, honestly. Yeah. And it was a nice it was a nice parallel to the day before where it's just like travel, 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 get there, get there, get there, and then fucking And know. then just relax and yeah, just sit it was down nice. and have a good time. There wasn't uh, much going on at the con on Thursday. No, there wasn't. But that was more like, let's catch up with friends. Let's yeah. talk to, let's get a chance to Everybody hang out with get listeners. their badges. I yeah. got lost at one point. Was that, was that Thursday that I got lost? For the, no, that was when that we was were Friday. doing. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, that that was when doing. everyone was getting their badges. Yeah. And I had Mudder's Milk and should not have had Mudder's Milk. Yeah. Um, that strong at that time. <laughs> and then gone into a room filled with hundreds of people. <laughs> oh, no. That was Thursday. That was Thursday. Yeah, because we were waiting for you to go to Slenderman because we had the uh, lifts show up. Right, I remember that. Like, Our friend's coming. She really yeah. is. I got lost twice. What yeah. happened? Like, I had Mudder's Milk. Yeah. And um, for those of you who don't know, Mother's Milk is just a fun little Dragon Con version. It's adult chocolate milk, basically. Basically, it's yes. Like, it's got vodka in it. It's got more alcohol than you would normally intake in one sitting. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, I drank that, and then we were like, hey, everyone, let's go get our badges. And we all get up, we go to the Sheraton where the badges are, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, one moment, I have to go to the restroom. Go on into the line, and I will catch up with you. Which was a bad decision. And there was a voicemail on Jason's phone that was essentially like, Jason, I yeah. was. And I, I would have come to find you, except reception at DragonCon, when there are 80,000 people there, right. is spotty at best. So yeah. I got your voicemail 45 minutes later when we were all sitting down to have a drink. Yeah. It's like, oh, Brie, you're okay. Like, it's dead. <laughs> I called Jasper, and he eventually, like, guided me to you guys. But first I ran into Ian, who I didn't recognize, because that's how hard the mutter's milk hit me. Plus, I'm slightly face blind, but mostly the mutter's milk. Mm -hmm. And he came up to me, and he was trying to be funny. Yep. So I had put down some some of our postcards, and he came over, and he was like, the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Instead of saying hello, because he was like, oh, it's Brianna, I love her. Uh, I'm going to mess around with her. And I was like, I'm... I'm sorry, because <laughs> I didn't recognize him. And I guess he just walked away, because like he's like, instead of just like, oh, it's Ian. I don't know what well, happened after that. I was outside that. of the line, mm-hmm. and he was in the line. So oh, so he, he had moved to keep forward. Going. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was like, I'll catch up with you guys in a second. And I was Aww. like, okay, I'm going to go find everybody else. And then I was lost again for another 15 minutes. And then we found him, and we all went to Slenderman. Aww. It was fun. Um... That Not Slenderman. Slenderman was no. terrible. But hanging out with our was friends bad. was fun. Oh, dude. So this was the most people from DNR at once. So again, we had, you know, Susan, Ryan, Valerie, James, Ian, you, me, Rob, Natasha was there. Jasper. Jasper was there. That's ten right off the bat. I think it's it. I think it was ten, yeah. Wait, was... no, Natasha doesn't... Well, Natasha doesn't... She counts, but like, yeah, she doesn't yeah, count yeah. in the ten. There's someone else. Xavier. Xavier, yes! But he hadn't gotten there on Thursday. He hadn't got there on Thursday, so... Didn't answer. Yeah, like, he wasn't he there at the movie, and neither yeah. was Rob. But um, Rob got there, like, later that night or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you man. You said Valerie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, everyone who was there on Thursday went to Slenderman. Um, it was bad. It was really bad. It was really bad. It wasn't good. It <laughs> Which was, is the point. Like, we go to see a bad movie every single year. This was not the worst. Emoji no. Movie is still the worst, That's the most painful. And then the most, like, the most painful for me was Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I watched some of my favorite characters just get ruined in front She's of my eyes. She's a super freak. Super, super freak. freak. Anyway. That's what I call a killer app. Go kill yourself. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
don't even know who I'm talking to when I, I say either, that. Yeah. I just want to express that venom. <laughs> I don't know if it's the writer. I don't know if it's poor Margot Robbie who didn't even know mm. like what she was like. She's fine. She's a great actress. She looked beautiful. The costume designer, props to them. Did the one thing like yeah. that and catering apparently. Catering was great. <laughs> catering won an Oscar, so like. Something, yeah. No, I thought it was makeup it was won an Oscar, and people were like, wait, there yeah. was like these seven different alien movies? Yeah, some And shit. for some reason, spitting makeup onto Margot Robbie's that... face and then running it off, got it? I, mean, I just know that technically Suicide Squad is an Oscar-winning movie. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, so we went and I, we were exhausted by the end of Thursday. I don't know if you know this or not, Ryan is making a series of vlogs. I saw he posted the first one. They're really good. I haven't seen it. I, I just saw it. the first one, but it's like, dude, that's really good. It's super succinct. It's like six, seven minutes, I guess, he's going to spend per day. Yeah. I'm going to post a lot of, like, raw footage. Like, it's like, here's an hour-long video about this. And here's... Right. A... So it's just like, hey, if you want to just, like... It's like you're there. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I like to do. But it's not... It's it's not edited, really. And there's no not... narrative. Like... No, there's no... It's just like, this is what it's like. Like, yeah. um, yeah, so... God, man, um, I can't express to you how fun an environment Dragon Con is, even though we're working. Yeah. Getting to hang out with our friends is so fucking cool. Just the fact that we could sit at a table in the bar in the Westin. Yes. And just shoot the breeze. There's like 10 of us sitting there and it's like, yeah, and just like hang out and just like you can reach over and like, like clink glasses with somebody or something like that. Just that physical. It's like, God, I wish we lived closer. Yeah. But it's just really, it was really fun, man. It's really fun. Uh, Friday, what did we do Friday? Uh, panel. A couple panels. You had a couple panels. I think I was on one panel Friday, maybe two. DNR panel. Um, oh, yeah, the DNR panel. So I think I had two, because then also, no, Roll and Roll Playing was Saturday. Yeah, we did three Saturday. So, yeah. So I did uh, the DNR panel with you mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are complimenting how that went. You and I were both like, oh, that went poorly. I... I don't know what to do for... We have a plan for next year. We had I think like it'll epi- work better. Yeah. yeah. We had an epiphany. It's like, why haven't we done that? Right. I don't so know. So we're going to do that next yeah. year. That thing we're hinting about. That's next um, year's problem. But yeah. we'll, we'll deal with that. If we even have a panel. I don't know if we're going to be yeah, given one again. That's true. But if we are, we have plans. Um, and yeah, then I think we just all hung out for a bit. And yeah. Then went back to our rooms. Uh, Saturday morning, I had a breakdown. So, oh, you want to talk about that? Sure, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I think this is the thing. So, any like, of our friends that actually listen to this, they got a completely different story. They do. Yeah. Um, and I think Jasper's the only one I actually like told about mm-hmm. it at the convention. But it was the thing where, like, Saturday morning, we woke up, we went to hang out with people, like, we went to the vendors' room. There was a lot thing. happened before that. We had a, we had like a, a fight before that. Yeah. That like, and I'm not trying to be cute here. Like, st- I don't remember what the fight was about. Well, it was about a lot of things. It was that's the thing is I think it was one of those fights that was just like I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. So fight rather than. Okay, you and I tackle things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. We're, we're different people. Yeah, but like. I'm very much the, okay, X is the problem, let's fix it with Y. You're very much the person's like, yes, X is the problem, but you're misinterpreting the solution for the problem, or you're misinterpreting or what why I'm trying it's a to problem. Say. Or, yeah, it's yeah. All that. it comes with a lot of, like, breakdown and backstory. It's like, right, but, like, 
Yeah, that's What's the reason the everyone always thinks I'm mad in Discord yeah. is because I always want to over-explain things and over-analyze right. things. So, um, mini breakdown first thing in the morning and then a fight. Yeah. That did get resolved pretty well. Yeah, it took a while. It just, it, it's one of those things where it, it's it's like, you ever have a fight with somebody and it's like, okay, this is the catalyst and it's going to break off. And another thing, like it's... It, it just, I remember what it was about now. Uh-huh. Um, I was on my phone at one point during the yeah, ma- yeah, during the yeah, meetup yeah. with the listeners, and I was freaking out in the morning about something else. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was the the phone data was had oh, exceeded yeah. the limit. So like, I woke you up and basically said, "Hey, um, we're exceeding the limit, and it's my fault because I was watching YouTube videos and didn't connect that that was streaming." Right. I'm really sorry. I'm gonna pay for it. And I was freaking out about that, but it was mostly resolved. Yeah, and yeah. then, at the same moment, you were like, well, you were on Discord all day, too. Right. And, like, you expressed kind of that you were upset with me for being on Discord. Right. But in a very passive, like, that's not a problem anymore way, but I wish you wouldn't do that. Right. But I was like, hey, could you not, the next time I'm, like, freaking out, could you not bring up another thing I did wrong? Because I was already freaking out about the first thing that's going to cost me money to fix. Right. And, and it was, I was a big thing. Yeah. I come at it from the thing that's like, well, we're already fighting. Like, right. If, if the subject came up, I'm not the type of, because you and Elle have both said that before. Well, it's like, well, why don't you bring it up when there's not a problem? It's like, because then there'll be a problem. Right. And <laughs> that's very much my, like, that was, that was the argument. It was not about right. the discord or the overcharging. It yeah. was about, hey, next time, instead of like freaking me out more, let me calm down and then freak right. me out again later. And it ballooned. And here's the thing. I do think a it lot only, of it was, yeah. this was Saturday. That was the day of our live show. This is the day of our live show. We had been planning that since March. Yeah. So it was a lot of stress. It's a fuckload of stress, all funneled I into really one day. I really think that that was, yeah. And that was the catalyst. And we both kind of acknowledged that, too, yeah. even during the fight. We were both like, this probably isn't as big a deal as we're like, right. making it seem. Uh, so we resolve all of that. Mm-hmm. Everything's good. We go to the vendor's room. Um, and we meet up with our friends, Mm -hmm. and in the middle of meeting up with our friends, like, James was there, Susan, and Ian, I think. And Ryan. Mm -hmm. So we're all there. Um, I think Ryan was buying dice at the time, that's why he wasn't in my memory. Yeah, Ian and Ryan were buying them, yeah. Yeah, so we were all there, and in the middle of that, I was like, oh, I'm having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. I can't do this right now. And I'm and like, like, I could see that you're not engaged in conversation. You're not. It's like, hey, you yeah. okay? Everything okay? You're yeah. gonna. And like, you excuse yourself to the bathroom just to like get your shit together. Yeah, I was just like, no, I'm fine. I'm gonna go to the restroom. And then in the restaurant, I sent you a text like, go hang out with our friends. I need to. I just need some time. And at the time, I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'm not gonna go hang out with because I didn't know if it was coming from a place. Just like, just leave me be. No, I'll just yeah. drag you down. Or you actually needed the space. Right. So like, it's like, okay, where's this? And it's tough to get that from text. So it's like. Yeah. I tried. It's like, hey, everything's and you did be say fine. like everything's gonna be fine. I can come meet with you, and I was yeah. like, no, seriously, we only have four days to hang out with our right. friends. Go ahead. I don't want to take that from you. Like, they're in the string. We were very nice to each other. Yeah, but like, totally. I went back to our room and just like I cleaned the room and dealt with things. Then once I was calmed down, everything was fine. Like once yeah. it was over, it was over. But it took a few hours for me to come down from that panic attack. And here's the thing, just like. Everybody else in this house, you need medication. Right. I bet, and this is not to call out anybody in the cast, I bet half the cast is on medication. Right, yeah. Because we're all very similar people in that we have either anxiety or ADHD or fucking just have problems 
dealing with emotional stuff. Like exactly. It's, you know, we yeah. have chemical imbalances, and it's, it's yeah. a thing. And I'm, for the record, uh, in October, I have an uh, appointment with someone who's on my, like, uh, on my insurance that mm-hmm. I will go to and hopefully receive that medication. So, that'll be solved eventually. Yeah. But for Dragon Con, it was very, like, come on, right now? <laughs> right. And it's, then it, there's also the, the stress of, like, okay, we have a panel at one. Yeah. Let's, uh... I we need, need to, to fix like, this now. There, it's in the background. It's like, look, I... This, <laughs> this means a lot to me that we fix this, but... Yeah. We have to be business people. Right. Like, we have to be... We're here representing technically a company, and it's like, okay... I, More in, than in, technically. It's well, exactly it's a, a it's company. A, it is actually a company. And I we, we want to make some moves in the next year that really establish... Yeah, big moves. It's like, huge. It's huge like, moves. <laughs> but we actually want to do things that's like... Oh, this is like a put us on the map type of thing. Oh shit! Like that, yeah. you know. But it's like okay, look. In three hours, I got to sit next to Monty Cook and Shauna Germain, and I got to at least kind of appear like I should belong on that panel, right? Like it's, it's, it's like. <laughs> um, speaking of which, though, but after I was like, I excused myself and I went to watch like King of the Hill in the right. hotel room for th- three hours. Sure. You went on a lovely walking tour through the scariest parts of Let Atlanta. Me, okay. Let me... Like, if this okay. were October, it would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> if it were October, I'm pretty sure we'd be dead now. Um, so, Ian is a is a lovely man. <laughs> is a lovely man who is a bit of a foodie and loves adventurous. Like, like, if we go to a town, he wants to eat things that are native to that town. It's like, what's, what's indicative of the culture of Atlanta? Yeah. So we look for... I don't know if anybody knows it, uh, who goes to Atlanta, but it's a place called Old Lady Gang. Now, that is, it is a nondescript brick building with, like, painting on the outside of it. Like, it looked like a mural of, like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Was it a gang of old ladies? Um, yeah, you have to fight them to get in. Oh, it's gotcha. Really, yeah. But, like, no, it was just, it was just like, um, like a, like, chicken mac and cheese southern cooking place. And it's like, okay, cool. To get there, Ian starts, like, we're in the vendor's hall. And Ian starts, like, scrolling yeah. on his phone. It's like, all right, this is my chance to shine. Here we go. And we're all just like, yeah, whatever, let's just eat. I was thinking we'd go to, like, Waffle House or, like, yeah. fucking, like someplace kind of close. It's like, well, I got a panel in a few hours, but, like, I got some time. I want to hang out. It's the only time we get to chill with our friends. So it's like, okay, let's do it. I'm down for the adventure. Let's go walking. Yeah. In the fucking 102-degree <laughs> Atlanta heat. You came back. <sighs> just moist. Because it's... Just all the moisture. I'm not used to that East Coast humidity anymore, man. It's no. so... You step outside and it's like... Sweat, like just gone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god. So we start walking, and we continue walking. We get, we get onto the highway and walk. We're fucking walking past the stadium, the Mercedes Benz place. I think it's where the Falcons play and shit. We walk clean past that. Then we go to the Ghost District, where it's just abandoned factories, <laughs> and we continue walking. And it's like, and after like, I'd say fifty, fifty-five minutes, we're all like, we're kind of busting Ian's balls, like playfully. It's like. We're gonna get murdered. Like this is it, right? We're not. We're dead. But like, it definitely looked like the type of place in town where it's like, oh, we're all gonna get stabbed. Like one. It doesn't matter that I'm six foot five. We're all gonna die. We're dead. Like we're all dead. So like we we're kind of busting Ian's balls, and like he's like, yeah, this is it. Like he goes from like, yeah, it's just up here. It's just up here to like, yeah, there was probably a better way to get 
there. We probably should have just called an Uber. We absolutely should have. We're all dying. We're all fucking Did hot. Did you guys at least take an Uber back? Yes. Okay, We cool. had to. I we are out of time. I never asked. <laughs> I did, because we were, we were kind of mentioning it, because we did, like, after we got there, the food was good and stuff like that. So we were like, like Susan was the first. It's like, way to go, Ian, for picking this place, because it's like, yeah, you did get all the ball busting. You should get the praise for the right, fucking yeah. good food. And, like, he took it in stride. We're just screwing around. But, like... We had to take a lift or Uber back or whatever just because it's like, I don't have the time to do this journey again. I have to be on stage. I need to towel myself off. And again, yeah. so um, when we got back, we met up and did the, the yep. ballroom. I helped you set up the ballroom and then got lost. Yeah. I got lost four times. You got lost, yeah. Because there was another um, big exhibit that I can't remember the name of. I know that they posted about it on uh, on the Discord meet, in the Discord chat, but like mm-hmm. there was a big panel right Expanse. next to Expanse. Yeah. Their line was every line. Like, I kept looking for the line to get into the Dungeon Master's panel, and I couldn't find it. I don't know anything about The Expanse, but I know people fucking love it. I love They fucking love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eventually I just kind of, like, scooted in, and it was right up about to be time. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, people saved seats for me, so I was yeah. able to, like, sneak in right up front um, and sit next to the sickest person I've ever sat next to. Um, but I'm not the one who got a sick, so whatever. Look, uh, we'll, get, we'll get into this. <laughs> so Saturday... The pin went really nice, the though. The pin went yeah. fine. Like, I, every year I feel like I get a little more comfortable. Like, I don't... Yeah. I'm not usually the type to interject. Rush I, did this really cute thing. Speaking of interjecting, let me interject. Okay. Um, Rush did this really cute <laughs> thing where, like, the first three or four questions were, like characters yes he had like so the entire the entire panel was about game mastery like the 101 of it like the mm-hmm. how do you get started yeah. like all that so rush came uh rush came to the panel with basically uh these 14 year old characters who are like i want to run a game and like yeah. they each had little personalities who I'm a thousand percent sure are based off of his own students probably because rush is a teacher probably so there's probably like a, there's a hint of real mm-hmm. life in each and every one of those characters he made yeah um and you could tell because they were beautiful and loved lizards <laughs> um, but that was super cute and you guys did a great job it was fun man um then it was rolling role playing, which I think went fine. Mm-mm. Like, no, that was the next no, day. No, that was the next day. What was the next one? Uh, DNR. DNR, the live show. I thought there were three on Saturday. No, oh, I'm sorry. We did uh, two on Friday. Two That's, on Friday. Yeah, the Friday one is the one we're talking about now with the the game mastery, and then we did uh, DNR, and then the yeah. next day we did uh, we did oh, roll and role then play. The next day was roll and role play, and then All we right. did game mastery, uh, advanced game mastery, and then our panel. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, then we did Advanced Game Mastery. I was on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it went really well. So that's Saturday we're talking about now. Yes. So later I was that already, night... Saturday was the day that I had the freak out in the morning. Was it? I believe so, yes. Because it was the same day as the live show. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. We're getting well, a little Friday... confused. This happens every yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do this every year. <laughs> Friday basically went, you know, we, we basically just kind of did our DNR panel. That went really well. A uh, shout out again to the street team, by the way. Yes. There were a host of lovely listeners who took bricks of uh-huh. fucking just bricks and cubes of promotional material and they talked people up they 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 spread the show they were it was very loving it was fucking awesome and i don't think we would have done as well as we did at all no, without their without help them. so yeah. thank you so much uh that was <coughs> really fucking cool mm-hmm. so saturday went like we said in the morning and then like we did the advanced uh, we did role and role playing with uh shauna yep and um and rush and that went well and then we did, uh, we worked with less people this year. Like, usually we work with a host of different people, 
But this year, it was like, you know, Sean and Monty, obviously Rush is there. And uh, Abby was there, actually, for Abby, that one. Yeah. Abby was there. Abby was fucking cool. Yeah. That was like her first time That doing... was her first time. Like, we talked about it before yeah. um, the actual thing started. Yeah. Um, where, like, we talked about how, like, this was her first time doing a moderating panel at all. And yeah. she did fantastically. She did a great job. She did amazing. Like, so. she's kind of a natural at that. Yeah, props to her. Yeah. Uh, then we did uh, Advanced Game Mastery with Keith Baker. Yep. Who I instantly fell in love with. He's one of those dudes It's like, did we just become best friends? Like, because like, we kind of took over the panel <laughs> like an asshole. Like, I, I was in the middle of a DM sandwich <laughs> that I did not ask to be. Like, it was so much fun, and it was fun seeing you guys rip off each other. Me and Rush kind of connected over, like, But shut gonna, up. We're going to have enough time for exactly three questions if you two fuckers don't calm the hell down. <laughs> <laughs> I, we haven't posted that one in the uh, in the Patreon yet, but you'll hear it. Where like Rush at, at one point is like, "Stop rambling!" Like, he's yeah. just, he almost he's like because I hit him up after I was editing the thing, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm really sorry." I hear, <laughs> what, I hear what we're doing. He's like, "Yeah, it's just like it, it was fine. Like it's yeah, it's like have- you guys were excited." And he's like, "At one point, I did have to like yeah. cut you off." It's there like, were like two extremes to that too yeah. that he has to balance. Where it's like if you guys don't interact enough, like if it's right. just three separate people answering each question. Right. And I've been on a panel. It's awkward. We've been on panels before where it's like we're not hitting it off with the person because if you're meeting him for the first time and you're yeah. sitting down, it's like you have fucking five minutes. Yeah, sometimes five it takes minutes. a while to click. Yeah. So, like, there's that extreme where it's like everyone's too quiet, and then mm-hmm. there's the other extreme, which is you and Keith Baker very clearly just, like, you two should just be in a room with each other for, like, three hours to get all of this out. I have <laughs> never connected with someone so quickly before, and, like, it was one of those things where it's like, someone says something, it's like, yeah, right, and then you did, and it's like, yeah, exactly, and it's like, we did that a so lot. So many times, A yeah. lot. Um, and I even hit him up on Twitter afterwards, I'm like, dude, that was fucking awesome. I just wanted to like, yeah, that was really good. So, yeah. that was really nice. And it was fun to be a part of. It was just yeah. one of those things where it's like, I related more to Rush in that situation. Yeah. I was just like, help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the middle of this, and I don't know what to do. I like Keith's um, style, too, because he went to the audience before we even got started, and he's like, what are problems you're having? What, like, So he wrote something, like, all right, we could work with this. And it's like... Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then Rush did the whole thing where, like, he asked people to clap for the thing they wanted. Yeah. But everything was equal anyway. Yeah. It did not matter. Like, I guess we'll just do it I guess all? we'll do this. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was super fun. That was a really good panel. Um, I hope that's not the one that I only got the second half of. No. It was no. the DNR panel. The DNR panel. Okay, that was fine, because the first half sucked. <laughs> I think we say that every time, and then, like, people liked it. And it's yeah. like, we're just trying to, it's like... We have an idea of what that's going to be in our head, and then we get there, and it's like, this isn't quite clicking like yeah. we want it. It's so hard to balance the, like, spoilers but not spoilers, because, like, yeah. the argument I made when we were doing the outline for the panel this year was, like, you don't go to a Futurama panel and expect them not to spoil Futurama. You don't right. go to a Firefly panel and expect them not to spoil Firefly. Right. We need to put some spoilers in there so people have a general idea what the show's about. Right. At the same time, you give too many spoilers, people might not want to listen to the show because they think they got too many spoilers. So it's a hard one to balance. Uh, Anyway, but uh, that leads us up to the live show. Or at least the pre-live show jitters, which was fun. I know it's stupid, but that lead up to it was fun. I've never been... Oh my god. So (laughs) I got to a point... And I think it was just about the time we called everybody to the hotel room. Yeah. So we were staying in the Westin, and we just said, you know what? 
Everyone come upstairs. There's too much shit for us to carry. There's way too much. There's minis. There's cameras. There's microphones. There's like, it was a production. Yep. Uh, we like we passed around a bag of caffeine pills. Yeah, and... it's like okay, gosh, let's, I was I Natasha I, brought us Gatorade. Like, that's Natasha brought us fucking Natasha Gatorade. Brought us Gatorade. Like it was it was a prep. It yeah. was like a and we all just we were in this small room and if there were like fucking nine or ten of us in there and we're just like okay we're gonna fucking do this. I got to the point where it's like no we're gonna tear shit up. We're going to fucking do it. Like, we yeah. come too far. Like, I'm tired of being nervous about this. I want to fuck shit up. I Let's think go. we all were at that point. Yeah. And I think that... No, I There's even it. a little pre-video that I think you recorded where we were all joking about, like, let's get drunk. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Jasper took the alcohol from the table and we were like, don't fucking <laughs> Just, touch that. Yeah. That's a $12 bottle of fucking... Oh, it was way more than 12 I'm sure It was probably it was. like a $40 bottle. Anyway. I got some gripes about the Weston, but whatever. Yeah, it's it was there to be convenient and it worked. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I just felt so connected to everyone in that moment. Like, we were connecting. We it were wasn't... All, I, what I was afraid of... It was of a vibe was, of just, like, happiness and right. excitement and nervousness, but, like, excited nervousness. What I thought... It was going to be was there's going to be this weird thing where the people who are going to be on stage were going to be one way and the people who were off like weren't going to be like everyone was down for it. Everyone, everyone was, was just de- we had a we had a cause. We had a thing that we were trying to do and it went so supremely so well. well. We went down there as a pack instantly forgot things. Valerie ran back to <laughs> I love her. Valerie scampered back to the yeah. to the room barefoot like fucking like this like <laughs> we like just a, gave her the card and we're like good luck. And yeah. She went off like the fucking writers of Rohan. Like, <laughs> Rowan, Rowan, Rohan, Rohan. There we yeah. go. There we go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Ian and Ryan. Holy shit! Yes. So we got there, and the panel's supposed to start <laughs> at eight thirty on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It did not start at eight thirty no. Saturday night because leading up to the con, Ian probably sent. 20 emails. Yeah. Just, it's like, here's what we're going to need. Can we get this? Or can we get... Or just at least finding out what resources we have. So he brought three cameras of his own. I brought two. We recorded it from three different camera angles. He tried to pipe in the mics with that. So he's setting all that up. Then Dragon Con TV shows up, which yeah. is extremely nice of them to do. Yeah. But they showed up 10 minutes before we're going live. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to record interviews. They wanted to... And it's like, okay, but like... Now? Right. Fuck. Okay, fine. So, Patrick and Ginger uh, are outside keeping these lovely people come for an extra 45 minutes. Yep. While we set things up. They're in line. There's a fucking huge line that's wrapping around on both sides of the the terrace. And they're like... It's like, and everyone's just doing everything they can to yeah. help while, like, you and I are in an interview and then it's the other... Which is not where I wanted my fucking head to be. Like, that interview thing, it's like, this is super helpful. Thank you so much. But and I, it came out amazing. To it, give them the yeah. credit they are due. Yes. That commercial, I that's amazing. Like, it looks really professional, really well done. I want to talk to that cameraman. <laughs> I want to talk. I'll bring it up in a second. Cameraman broke some of my shit. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was during the session. We'll talk about that when we talk about the actual session, though. Sure. Um, <laughs> but while we're in there talking to them, um, and then everyone else who was on the panel went to go talk to them separately. Yeah. Everyone's just running around trying to come together and make everything work, and there was, there was just such camaraderie. We have no 
experience with putting on a live production like yeah. that. It, not just a session, but a production. It's all got to be recorded from different angles. It has to yeah. go up in the feed. There's... Susan printed off these gorgeous oh, character Susan, sheets and like yes. organized all the notes that you Collated needed. Collated everything and, and fucking was... like it's so beautiful. And everyone brought their dice and just like everything was done special for that event, and yeah. it just it was so beautiful. Like it it mm-hmm. that event. To, to, before we get into super specifics, we finally let everybody in, yep. and we do the session, and there is not one single second or word of that session I would change. Everything about that was fucking perfect to me. Yeah. I, I think, think it was so. of the moment. It was not what I expected in terms yeah. of like a fight. It was a lot. But I think next year we'll know going in that yeah. like live sessions don't have the same <clears throat> levity as the show. Right. It's a different level of yeah. like, it's like, okay... Obviously, we're going to joke around a bit more and stuff like that. So, like, I don't think it hurt the story because it's like, well, we're not done with this. We'll come back to yeah. it. Yeah. But it definitely changed things. I definitely think it was good that it was like a prologue to a later thing. Yeah. Rather than like, let's say it was like an ending. We were fighting a final yeah. boss or something. I think that wouldn't have worked because no. of the vibe in the room. Yeah. And I'm glad that it was a prologue type thing. Um, it, it went well. It really went well. We had some and really good serious moments with the Grimnesses. Um, yeah. Amber got to be a fucking badass. So did Kendara. And it's like, we came in here as red shirts. We didn't expect to be cool. Right. And then we got some really good moments. Like, Kendara was a ghost on the battlefield. Just like... Pew, 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 pew. And then Amber got to do her really cool, like, her Ember <laughs> thing. <laughs> Where, like, her whole name was just a pun about fire. Because I thought she was going to die. <laughs> and it's like, well... No one seemed nervous. Everyone just, it's like we play in person all the time. Yeah. Everything, it's like, there was a rhythm to it. No one really over-talked each other. No. The crowd was super into it. It was a, it was like 142 people there. Yeah. And fuck it, like, it was just, it just, it, everything felt so right. And then we just, we all got to, it's a good night, everybody. Fucking standing ovation. There's a standing ovation. Yeah. And then people came up and had to sign the, uh, the the brochures the, that they the, put the out playbills, the, the playbills yeah. uh, we have a bunch of those left over that like yeah. we need to give away or do something, something with, with like, we'll sign them don't... I don't know yeah um, they're beautiful gorgeous I love them uh, the only thing I change about that is that Valus um, is not included and I yeah. want him I wish that he were in- included but that's beyond the point again I think we'll be better prepared next year yeah for sure um, but yeah it was just an amazing time and. Yeah, okay, so point by point, um, as far as the actual session goes, I guess we can't talk about it too much because it's going to be posted as an episode. Yeah, everything's so, there. It's there in video, it's there in audio, it's there, yeah. we got it, we got it. Hopefully I didn't spoil anything by talking about Kendara and no, Amber, but like, whatever. It's not that kind of session, though. Exactly. It's more about the it's banter the between people. Yeah. And the experience and the journey, if yeah. you were. Um, but... The only things that went wrong, um, I almost fell off the stage twice because it was a smaller stage and I was right up against the side. James came up to me right before the session and was like, don't move backwards. And I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, I was right on the edge. And then I moved backwards and almost fell off like twice. And both times I looked over at James and he was like, I told you. I can't help you. We had to. We were getting feedback from the actual microphones. So that session was a bitch to edit because we have a large room with an echo. We have speakers blaring in one direction. The microphones are picking us up on stage, but the camera microphones are picking our actual words up for the feed and Mm -hmm. the, and the stream. So it's like, Okay, I gotta make this not be so echoey and booming. And at the same time, 
like preserve that that feeling of being it's, in the audience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it took me a while, but I think I compromised as best I could. Yep. Next year we'll be more prepared, and I would say that is the biggest blowing off of steam post that show. Yeah. Like we stood. Do you different... want to talk about the tam- cameraman yeah, trampling just... your mic? Okay, look, this goes back to I didn't even talk about this when we talked about the luggage because we'd already spent a half hour talking about airplanes. But <laughs> when we unpacked everything, my shit was fucked. All of our shit. To be fair, this is the first time that my shit got fucked, too. Yeah. Like, I had some really expensive face wash that I have to rebuy now. I don't want to... Okay. I know it's not the same, but I know. it's the same it was. It's like, yeah, your face wash. That's good. It's like, I don't want to be a dick. It was just like, I spent weeks painting that mini. Yeah. Weeks. And it's like, now it's chipped. It's like, cool. And that was a $50 shock mount, and you it was made of steel, and somehow you bent it. Yeah. Warped it. It's like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. How'd you do that? So it went in already pre-broken. It was broken enough. And then our cameraman, who was having... Okay. The This was the DragonCon cameraman. Can- DragonCon cameraman. Volunteered his time. Was probably a really nice person. Probably. But he was having trouble with the person in charge. This lady who was running the show. Every time she would give him directions, it's like, I know. It's like... Okay, so that was weird. Mm-hmm. He was only supposed to be near the stage during the actual session for 10 minutes. Yeah. He spent basically the entire time hovering two inches behind me, yeah. tripping and falling and fucking like getting behind. Nice guy, from what I saw. Yeah. It's just that was like, that's a distraction I do not need right now. And he cuts out the audio from our feed because he trips over cords. Yeah. So Ian has to scramble and get it back that into the to, Yeah, there's a lot of points in the session that you don't hear because the cameraman tripped over cords. And then we had a backup yep. of, like, your mic was sitting next to the speaker, which yep. is the best thing we could do in that situation. It was the best we could do, yeah. Um, and that was the backup where it's like, okay, yes. if everything else fails, we'll have this backup. He tripped over that. And crushed it the rest of the way. Crushed the, the bottom of it. And, like, tried to fix it a little bit. And yeah. then I think that's when he left. I think it's when he's like... I'm out, like just because yeah, I, I didn't because, notice him after that. I think it's because he he realized he broke it and he was embarrassed. And, and it's fine. So, like, like, look, I, I know it. he's just there to do his job. He's just it's like, yeah. But once you cut the feed to our entire fucking live stream and you, cra- it's like, dude, it's just okay. The stage was barely big enough for us to sit there, and they got some great shots. They didn't use any of them. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like you recorded for two hours, and that footage isn't used really. No, so like you're just in the way at a certain point. It's like, I know you're just trying to do your thing, but it's like, look, we have enough to worry about and enough problems already that, like, come on, man. Like, just... Yeah. Luckily, all the tripping happened at different moments. So, like, we got the full session. Yeah. It's just flipping between what was usable and what wasn't. Yeah. And we... Yeah. We saved it in the the archived thing that's going up in our feed. All the audio's there. I had to pivot between two different tracks from different recordings. You, like, and, layered them over each other yeah. and then had to go through and, like, fix them in parts. And all in all, there's four separate audio tracks. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, okay, what sounds the best? <laughs> yeah, and then I'll focus on that one and then I'll put yeah. this one underneath. It would. I, I think it's going to sound really good at the end. But yeah. Y- y- that part was very stressful. But, dude, again, um, I wouldn't change anything because, like, whatever. Like, yeah. it didn't hurt us in the long run. And, again, when we were done... We just went down to the Weston Bar and just, like, I think we all just stared at each other for the most part. It's like, we pulled that off. Holy yeah. shit. Like, we're all just wrecked. Yeah. Absolutely wrecked. I had three, three mutter smokes. Mm-hmm. 
that was very careful to let you know. <laughs> Several times I had three mutters. <laughs> it was like, I'm only going to have three. I'm only going to have three. I'm only going to have three. You drank one of mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. two were mine, and then one was yours. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, you know what? I don't feel like waiting for another 45 minutes at the bar to get a fucking drink because the place is just packed. And it's like, you know what? Just drink mine. Here. Mother's milk. And right at the point where you're on the floor is like... There weren't enough chairs. It's like, you had a chair. But I wanted to be on the... Like, I, I want to make it clear. It was a choice to be on the floor. Right, but a choice you wouldn't normally make unless you were intoxicated. I sit on the floor a lot. Not at, not as a con, not in a hotel. Mm, with friends, maybe. Maybe it's just like if it were a thing of like if I get out of this chair, will you sit in it, Jason? Like I would sit on the floor easy. No, like, it was it was one of those things where it's like, okay, we should probably be wrapping it up. It's like one. Yeah, like, everyone it, was exhausted too. The rest of our so like Rob went to bed. Yes, um, I believe it was James. Valerie. Ian, Valerie, James, Ian, Valerie, Ryan, Susan. Yes. They went out to pubs <laughs> until 3 a.m. Yeah, they had a night. Then went back and had one of those late night, let's get real conversations, till dawn. Yeah. Till 6 a.m. And yeah. then we all met up the next day. The, so the we big, did not all meet no, up the next day. No, we tried to. The Dragon Con parade was happening Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was massive. Yep. Was it Saturday? That was Saturday. No, it wasn't. Because we went out to that breakfast for that, so we went. We went. We were all going to meet up at Waffle House on Sunday. Okay, yeah, because Rob was leaving. Later Rob was that leaving, day. and like we already slept into the point where it's like, "Bye, Rob. I love you. I'll see you next year." And yeah, just like we all went because it's like it's too too early, man. You so went to tired. bed at a responsible time. Yeah, because you're used to doing that because you have a kid, and. Um, we went to Waffle See, House with Jasper is... and Ian. Okay, I'm confused. I, no, Jasper Xavier. I'm confused because I thought the day after the like the really intense conversation uh, and the the drinking, mm-hmm. didn't Valerie come up to our room with her bags? Yeah. So it was, and then we still went to the Waffle House that same yeah. day. Yeah, okay, it was Valerie taking... and Xavier because they ordered vegan stuff. Jasper, you and me. No, but they went to a vegan place. That was later. No, that was right after Valerie left our room. Okay. Later that day, they went to a vegan place. They went to a buffet. But Valerie went straight from our room to the vegan buffet because they stole Jasper, and we didn't get to meet up with him either. I don't remember. I don't remember the exact things, but I'm fairly certain the the Waffle House slash parade was on Saturday. It wasn't because we went out to a special lunch. That's true. Unless we went out to a lunch after we went to the Waffle House for breakfast. No, because the first time we all met up was in the uh, dealer's hall. We should start taking notes at Dragon Con for the GMTs. It's such a... It's so confusing, because it's all just a blur at a certain point. Well, here's the thing. You feel like it's going to be... Like, okay, if you say, I'm going to be in Atlanta for a week. You feel like that's a lot of time. But we only see these very important people in your lives for four days. Yeah. It's not that much time. It's it everything brand. And the semantics you know, barely matter. No, it doesn't. It basically we hung out a lot. Yeah. Like when we ate Waffle House doesn't fucking matter. We all yeah. it's so like basically. That's actually the worst else, part of any I'm ruining this this recording yeah. by being like, was it Thursday or Wednesday? That's the part of it's every conversation L. that everyone hates. It's a, yeah. <laughs> but like I'm It's right up there with let me read you the text messages that I got oh. from this person I'm fighting with. It's like, okay, give give me the phone. Give yeah. me the phone. Don't read it to me. Give me the phone. So we fucking we 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 hung out the rest of the day. Sunday was basically a day off. So we crammed in as much stuff as we possibly could mm-hmm. in terms of like it's like, okay, well we can be like We did the payload tour. 
Remember yes, that? we did do the payload tour, which is a Overwatch thing. If you like Overwatch stuff, they have this thing that travels from city to city called the 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 over uh, the, the, the payload, payload tour. tour. Sorry, um, and basically they have a small selection. Yeah, of we different thought heroes. it was a little bigger than it was. It's it's basically like okay, we got you covered. If you want to be Tiny Diva, Hanzo, Reaper, McCree, Bri- Brigitte, fucking Brigitte, and I think Genji. I think that's all of them think that's it. And it's mm-hmm. like, I went in thinking that they had Roadhog's hook. You knew they didn't have anything for Reinhardt. No, everything's giant. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, that anywhere. the cool thing about it is, like, okay, it's like, you know what, then I'll be, I'll be Brigida. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking. It's like, fuck it, hand me that shield. It's a 45-pound shield yeah. <laughs> and a fucking 25-pound mace, and it's like, yes! Like I, It, it does, does feel good. It yeah. feels really good. It's I like, was a little baby diva, and I like the little headphones they give you. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. That's yeah. cute as hell. Next year, I'll bring a hook. Fuck it. I want a hook. Because I'm Roadhog Bane. And I don't know. I, I, I want it. I don't want it. Honestly, it was just nice to hang out with everybody. Yeah. We tried to go to the vendor's hall like, at a certain point, And it's like, we did that Monday. We did do that Monday. You're yeah. right. But Sunday, <laughs> yeah. Sunday was like, it, you could not get to the vendor's hall because the line. It's like seven years long. Yeah. No, there were th- literally thousands of people in line before you even got to the vendor's hall to stand in line to fucking get Go into. To yeah, it's hall. insane. It was insane. I saw um, one of the one things, one of the big things for Dragon Con as a whole mm-hmm. that I saw people suggesting, and I'm like, oh man, I hope they take that suggestion, is putting the artist alley elsewhere. Yeah. So that at least if the vendor's hall is full, yeah. you can go to the artist alley. Because the problem is, the artist alley is above the vendor's hall right now. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not as full as the actual vendor's Absolutely hall because everyone not. stops in the vendor's hall. Yeah. But, like, no one gets to the artist alley. No one can go in because it's through the vendor's hall. It's all the way up top. Yeah. It's the boss fight of that fucking, right. yeah. So. I almost feel like they should switch those, but then it would be harder to reach <clears> the vendor's hall, which yeah. sucks for anyone who has, like, mobility issues. And but, like obviously in a con where there's 80,000 people spaces at a premium exactly. so like it's yeah. it, it's like i imagine it's like um like seating for a wedding mm-hmm. if you move this here well that ruins this thing and you gotta exactly. fuck it. like it's 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 all very intricately planned out by a bunch of people who are very good at this yes who it's, know it way better than we do fuck yes but of the suggestions i'm like yeah do that so that i can go see the artist right and not have to wait through the vendors. Ryan got a commission done, which was gorgeous. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it, it, I, oh, God, I forget what it is now. But, like, he was showing it off, uh, like, while we were drinking. It's oh. like, oh, you finally got it. Because it was, like, two, three days of, like, him trying to get this commission. But he couldn't get to the artist. Oh, and the artist is guy. like, oh, I thought you just left. It's like, no, I've been trying to get to I've you. I've been trying to reach you. <laughs> <laughs> um what else? What else did we do? Uh, we just hung out. Oh, we played Baldur's Gate. We played I Baldur's think Gate. Monday night? Uh, Sunday it, night? It was like Sunday or Monday. Yeah, Sunday. It was like Sunday, and then we didn't think we'd see anybody, and then Monday, it's like, oh, you're coming to the Avengers? Let's do the payload tour. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like uh, they were walking by. It's like, get in here. Like that. That's we, played, like the- we played Betrayal at Baldur's Gate again. I have played this game, I think, four times now. Yep. I have always been the traitor. Yeah. Every single time we've ever played, I'm the traitor. Yeah. And then I win because the game is stacked heavily in the trader's favor. Well, and usually it, we're drunk. When there's like six people playing, yeah, and it's like it's one a.m. This is not ending anytime soon, yeah. but it's a slow. It's a monopoly loss, yeah. Where it's like, all right, is this worth it? Right, maybe this will turn around. But fuck it, like so yeah. Bree wins, Bree wins. And, and it's like we just like, uh, yeah. So that was um. That was the last day that people were there at the con. Yeah. And I got to say, um, 
I it's it I, I'm try, I have a thought in my head that I'm trying to express a feeling. I just love the people that are on the show right now. Yeah, absolutely. Like top to bottom, they're all fucking awesome people. The fact that we can all just be in a stressful situation like that and all work together yeah. and all just get along and then hang out and that like. Everyone's so different. Like, Xavier's so different from Ryan, who's different from James, who's different from Ian. They're all so different. And we're all hanging out, and it's like, this is just, like... It's just fun. Everyone brings something everyone new to the table. Nice. It's really fucking awesome. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that was... It, it's always the worst. Right about Monday. Yeah. Everyone, like, it's like, okay, a couple of people left, but party's still going. Jasper had to go to London, so it's like, you're gone. Sunday, you're gone. Yeah. But it's like, party's still going. We still got people. Rob had to leave. Fuck it. It's like, okay, okay. And then Monday, it's like, the last of our friends are gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. And the con's packing up. There are less people in. Yeah. And we're staying in the main hotel, one of the main hotels. So, it... One day is Dragon Con, and there are banners and fucking special drinks and everything, and then it's just the Westin, and there's so no weird. one there, and it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, and then we got sick. Oh, you got sick, boy. Howdy, did I get sick? You got the sickest that I think I've ever seen you. I've been sicker in terms of like upset stomach or like ju- yeah. I felt so. Dizzy and drained and just like sniffling. I was sniffly. worried you were going to fall down. I I wouldn't have anything to do in that situation. Like, if I fall down, <clears throat> like if I trip and I'm just like, oh, I'm I dizzy, you. I fell. Yeah. You'll catch me. Yeah, I got you. If you fall down. You, you're dead. No. It's <laughs> the thing. I can sacrifice myself to like have like some superficial feeling of trying to help. Mm-hmm. But we both know I wouldn't stop anything from happening. It would probably just injure myself. So like. No. I'd have to just watch you fall. Yeah. No. I. I wouldn't. I would definitely try to help, but, like, the smart thing to do in that situation is just, like, okay, you fall and I'll help pick you up. I went to bed Monday night feeling okay. (laughs) I woke up Tuesday morning. It wasn't even morning, first of all. It was, like, 2 p.m. We slept in. Yeah. We slept 13 hours. Yeah, we did. And that should have been a red flag, but it's like, it's like, hey, it's been a long week. We basically been sleeping four hours a night. I woke up about three hours before you, and I just, like, we paid for internet for that day. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, fucking, I was on the internet. Mm -hmm. You woke up, and you had a voice that was so deep and croaky. Yeah, that ain't my normal voice. No. I wish. (laughs) <laughs> but like that sexy fucking like it's like hey like that like it's like I don't have that that's a radio man voice that's a, like, ooh yeah that's um we'd be doing so much better if I had that voice but like I I woke up and it just I went to stand out of bed and it's like holy shit like I it was bad and we're stuck there for like another day or so so it's yeah. like alright what do we do like what yeah. I guess we gotta we got go you get some food. medicine we got yeah. you some food um we went to the food court to get Food. You got pizza. You liked it. Yeah, it was good pizza. It was good pizza. It was pretty good pizza. I got okay sushi. Yeah, it wasn't. It, was it wasn't the best, but their fucking strawberry lemonade was. That was so. Good. Yeah, I count as a win. Two dollars and fifty cents for <laughs> strawberry lemonade. That good. Fine. Fine. That's good. Um, we had to stop it. Like we had to make several trips. Like oh, we got to go to CVS and get water because yeah. water at the hotel costs four dollars a bottle. Yeah, and the like water from the tap tastes terrible. Yeah, we and just, yeah, it was Then just we bought bad. water, and it was like, this water tastes gross for some reason. Yeah. The, the water we paid for, let's go pay more for different water. Yeah. Um, Real, like, minor, like, low-key problems. Like, and the then, worst, you know, yeah. And then it's, uh, you know, just, I, I spent the day feeling 
awful. We you watched, slept most of the day. Because, like, it was like, okay, I woke up at, like, fucking noon or one, and then it's like, okay, we gotta go get some food, I guess. And it's like taking the elevator down was like, ugh. Like, yeah. walking downhill or escalators is like, oh, okay, fine. We walked two blocks, and it felt like a, like a fucking trip to Mordor. Yeah. Like, a, you know, and, and I, I mean, didn't really understand. Like, I understood, like, oh, he's sick. You don't that feel good. sucks. Yeah. You don't feel good. The next day, mm. when we had to get on planes... Mm. I was nice and sick by that point because mm-hmm. you infected me Look, with your sickness. DragonCon infected me. Yep. But DragonCon infected I me. Mean, you, you were already could have sick. Used more hand sanitizer. I don't think I would have stopped it. It would have. Nah, yes. Because it, it stopped it for me. I was fine until How do you, you know? got sick. Maybe just incubated slower. Nope. You don't know that. I do. We don't know that. We'll never I know that. that. The only way we'd know that is if we go back in time and we were in different rooms. That's the only way we'd know that. But I still would have gotten sick because you got sick. We don't know that. We do know that. Circumstantial. It's hearsay. You got me sick. No. And I almost died. Uh, you did not. I did too. I felt like I was. Okay, I was about to say, you felt icky. Like, that's the difference. And it's like, so. It's the thing of like, we had to take planes, and like, that's when I realized, like, oh, this is what Jason felt like walking around that food court. Mm. It's just like, why is everything taking so long? I just need to be lying down yeah. and asleep. And so I think I went to bed 7 p.m. that night or something and just slept till fucking early morning. And we had to pack and we had to get to the airport because our yeah. flight left at like 11. Yeah. And so... we had no problems packing up the hotel no. and coming back. So that was good. It was good. Uh, we actually had the biggest break, which again, um, we talked about this earlier. We're back to planes now. Here's another 30 minutes on planes. Huggle, um, huggle. So you get on the first flight, right? Your knees are up against the thing. I'm in the center. And another very horizontal man sits down next to us. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about him. He was probably very nice. The point was, I was in the middle seat. And I just was like, oh. This is my life for a while. <laughs> my life for a little bit. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. And, like, I just wish they made them a little bit wider so that people who were a little bit wider could be comfortable. And also, I'm sure there's a stone-cold math to it. Yeah. There's a stone-cold math that's like, look, this many but seats makes us fight, this profitable. It's a very know. fight club math where it's like, oh, man, if the number of deaths outweighs the number, it's the exact <laughs> same thing where it's like, as long as no one complains enough that they can sue us, we're going to make the seats smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think the, uh, stewardess just took pity on me, because she tapped the man on the shoulder next to me, and she was like, hey, there's an empty row of seats over there, would you like to move? So I was able to scoot one over, and it was the biggest break we've ever caught yeah, on a plane, dude, ever. I, there was a little bit of room for my knees, not, yeah. not, it was just enough, so it's like, hey, I'm not in pain, I'm good, yeah, I don't you need can, to, like, you stretch You can spread as much as you wanted, <laughs> um, I was able to pee so many times because I was in the aisle seat. Just in the like, seat because you didn't feel like getting up. It was, yeah, was weird, but like, hey, you got you're over there. There's a buffer seat. I'm fine. The, the airport is a lawless place. <laughs> <laughs> smell gets on my nerves, but like, whatever. So like, it's not touching me. I can't smell anything right now. Anyway, whatever. So we spent the next three four days when we got home. Elle was kind enough to pick us up from the airport, and we're just standing there with our six bags, just like. Yeah. You just, got me some dipping dots. <laughs> yeah, just like I want to make this better somehow. We both feel like garbage. Elle was the sweetest person on the planet. Like, she cleaned the whole house. She made everything very nice for us yep. when we came back. And, like, she pampered She got us. me new jammies. Yeah. Oh, I love those jammies. They got little foxies on them. It's just like, she. she's like, oh, you guys are sick. Like, you are every year when you come <laughs> home. So let me jump in. If only one of you would use some goddamn hand sanitizer, uh, maybe we could avoid this situation. <laughs> I'm going to blame Rob. Rob doesn't listen to this. So, like, it's Rob's <laughs> fault. No. Um, I bet Rob didn't even get sick. I don't know. 
I'm actually curious to see who got sick and who didn't. Oh, we should do a poll. Hmm. Anyway. But, like, we, uh... We we spent some time sick, and then poor Elle got sick, obviously, because... Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... The weird thing is, and I've, I've already done this rant to you more mm-hmm. than once, but it's like, she got a different kind of sick. Yeah. Because she got, like, stomach... And I know that that's, like, person to person. Yeah. But, like, she didn't get any of the stuff we got, for the most part, except for, like, the exhaustion. She got dizzy, and she got, like... She felt, like, really drained. Yeah, like that. But she didn't get any of the sinus stuff that we got. No. But she got, like, a shit ton of tummy stuff. I'd say that's like, worse. I feel like we brought a different... Like, we brought home so many bacteria that it just depended on which one got to her first. It it's was, like, the a Mr. Mr. Burns thing. Yes, <laughs> where it's all trying to get to the door at once. And it's... I, I, I honestly think that it's, like... I think she got it worst. Because, like, throwing up sucks. And it's I like... I can't take throwing oh, up. Oh, it's so bad. I, I will thing. sit... Like, and that's the worst when it's like, I you're doing a thing right now. I want to help. The only thing I can do is hold your hair. I got nothing. Yeah. Like... If only you use hand sanitizer. Anyway. Uh, whenever I throw up, I do this thing. And I'm alone in the bathroom every time I do it, but I still feel foolish. Where, like, only then, talk. though. The rest of the time, there's a party in the bathroom. But this, this, yeah. And when I throw up, it's time to be alone. Um, <laughs> I try to talk myself out of throwing up. Like, that'll help the situation. Get your head in the game, Brianna. <laughs> like, no, no. You're better than this. I'm not going to throw up. I'm not going to throw up. I'm not going to do it. It's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I don't mm-hmm. even feel sick. Like, I'm in the bathroom talking to myself. I can't handle throwing up. So I, I do a thing where it's like, after I throw up, it's like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So that means nothing, but it's like, it's like... I do the same thing, but it's like, I'm done. I'm done. That's yeah, it. That's no. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all of it. We also, got to have, uh, we also got to have a lovely lunch with uh, mm. uh, Rush and Patrick and Ginger and Abby. And uh, that oh was... Oh my god, I had a mushroom... F- like, that's barely the point, but no. like, so beside the point, they had a mushroom flatbread, and I can't have things like that at this house. Not because, like... You would forbid me. Right, but I'd have to make it for myself and no one else, which doesn't feel good when you have roommates. You always want to share meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the only times I get to have like mushrooms and other like stuffed peppers and shit like that is when we go out because that's not your jam. And that's fine. I'm not a vegetable guy. Just never been. So good. Yeah, that's the. I, I, I think we spent a little less. Than what we thought we were going to spend. Because, like, Dragon Con, guys, I don't know. Like, anybody, here's the thing. I want every single person who listens to us to go to Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. I know that's not realistic, but that's the goal I'm shooting for. I want 100% saturation. Everyone goes to Dragon Con. That's what I'd like. Um, it's an expensive trip, depending on where you go. You can make it less expensive. You can go yep. with roomies. You can carpool. You can use freaking Airbnb, fire miles. But Airbnb, you're risking yep. that, I guess. Like every single time I hear Airbnb mentioned, it's like yeah. I got a great deal, but also they'll cancel like two seconds right. before you're supposed to get there. Um, so we were in a situation this year where both of us saved two thousand dollars. Yeah. And we spent two thousand dollars on a hotel room, and the rest of it was food. And like I bought sixty dollars in minis. Yeah. I was, oh my god, I was in heaven. Like, yeah. it, it's just like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Um, I didn't, I don't think I bought, oh no, I got a necklace for Dracula from mm-hmm. these lovely folks who were going to try to hit them up and maybe, like, figure out a sponsorship thing, because yeah, they were really cool. They were really nice. You bought L two necklaces from the same place. Yep. Uh, but besides that, I didn't buy anything. I came home, because the thing about the vendor's room is I really like all the clothes that I see. Like, cloaks and corsets and all that stuff. Like, I live for that stuff. But those are the exact vendors. Like, anyone that sells clothes or anything mm. you put on your body, for some reason, they are the pushiest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah. And they want to touch you. And I get, if you're 
<laughs> that sounded so wrong. And I get it. If you're if you're getting measured for a corset, I get you're gonna have to touch. Like you're gonna There's have a certain to. amount of like yeah. It's like going to yeah. a tailor. But if I'm just looking at things, I don't like it when people. Like, touch and come over and, like, try to push things on me. Because it's like, if I like your stuff, I'll just buy it. Like, I don't need that. Personally, the most I will do is, can I help you? It's like, I'm just looking around. That's the end of it. Yeah. I don't want a further, it's like, well, if you're looking at this, we have these. Right, exactly. Like, I'm just looking. See, they don't, and this might be because I look at clothes, or it might be because I look more approachable than you do, Mm -hmm. just in general. That's fine. Um, I'm fine with that. They don't come up to me and ask, like, oh, can I help? They always ask, like, something weirdly specific, like, what's your favorite color? Like, something like that. So then, like... It's to reel you in, man. Yeah, so I can't answer with anything that will get me out of that situation without yeah. being rude. Right. Because yeah. either I tell them my favorite color, and then they grab me and start throwing clothes on top <laughs> of me, or I don't tell them my favorite color and leave, and then I'm a douche, right. and I don't want to be a douche either. So, like, it's it's hard, but... I call that the dragon paradigm. <laughs> Yep. Because you were going to get a one of those puppet dragons. Those cool dragons. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. They were trying to sell you a $2,000 one. Yep. Or some and it's shit. The thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell you my favorite color is purple. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find the most expensive purple dragon. Yep. It doesn't matter if I actually like it or not. It matters that it's purple and $2,000. Yep. Um, and then you're going to put it on my shoulders and it was this whole thing. And like, <laughs> I would have bought one of those dragons if that hadn't happened. But that was last year. This year, I kind of avoided the whole situation entirely by just looking from afar and going, man, I wish I could have one of those. And then I came home and bought one. Right. <laughs> I got a, I got a corset. It got here like t- yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I tried it on. And it was very comfortable and nice. Um, my breasts. <laughs> I, I, I compared it to this. <laughs> I, I don't have many clothing options, mm-hmm. but let's say I purchased an article of clothing <laughs> that really accentuated the testicles. Just, it, it made them appear two to three times bigger than they are. It would be distracting in a conversation, even yeah. though my testicles are nowhere near my face. It would just be like, could you put those away? Or so, could you wear a kilt or right, something? Yeah. Like, just, Jesus. Like, so, it, it, it's like... That's something to get used to. Yeah. It's, it, that's the thing. It's mostly a thing to get used to. Right. But and like, I did, like, I, I, it's one of those things that's like, do I bring this up? Or is it just going to sound like I'm staring at your tits? Like, it's, it's, I brought it's it up. A, I right. Like, look at those. Then I jumped. It's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it were the, this the elephants in the room. Like, I just wanted to, like. The elephants? <laughs> <laughs> Should I be offended? No. It was, it was doubly problematic because, problematic, but like, I was yeah. wearing a shirt that I made myself. It's available on Public if you want it. Uh, it has a roving mauler in the center, which is that really stupid D&D monster that I love that's like, it's two lion heads surrounded by legs. Yeah. So it's, it's like a so wheel. Weird. And it's the dumbest monster on the planet, and I love it. Like, it's it's up there. It's in like the top five of like the stupidest monsters. Yeah, there's a lot of that. In all yeah. of D&D. Old school like stuff where, the, I, yeah. I don't know if it was homebrewed or what, but it's like, okay, there's just no laws anymore. No, that was, I think that was in the legit book. Was I'm it? almost positive. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Uh, and that's because they just, they wanted to provide you with as many things as possible. Mm. And also, look at it, though. <laughs> anyway, so it has that in the center. And then my dumbass um, was like, well, it can't just be a Rovi Mauler. I want something else on here. So I put two dice on either side. <laughs> At nipple height. <laughs> right around nipple area. I didn't know that when I was crazy. So you're sure. wearing D20 pasties. <laughs> and then I push them real high up <laughs> with the corset. 
<laughs> and then I just try to continue my day like that's not happening. So anyway, it's like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> but anyway, so that that was Dragon Con, I think. I dude, I, I said it. Um I, I said it before we did this, but like I, I, I sincerely believe that was the best Dragon Con ever. Yeah. I really wouldn't change much of it at all. Like, uh, nothing about that live show. I thought everyone was so nice and kind. Um, and everyone was there working to... I forget their names. God damn it. They were working... I know. I, I, I forgot their names. I wanted to bring them up, too. Fuck. And I if you are listening, if you are... If you were there, they described themselves as our, as our minions. And I'm like, no, no, you're just really cool and helping yeah. us out. And they were both so fucking, like... I legit wanted to bring them up earlier, and I couldn't remember their names, and I felt like a fucking asshole, uh, so I didn't bring them up. I met 50 new people that night. It's yeah. the shitty thing. It's like, listeners I were coming so up. I tried so hard. I, we actually had a conversation at Dragon Con, I think it was in the Xavier, mm. and we were talking about, like, how to remember people's names. Right. And, like, there's a whole method to it, and you can learn, like, a nine-step program to never forget anyone's name ever again. I think we're gonna have to do that before next Dragon Con. I'm because... fine if it's like two or three names, but like at Dragon Con, it's like, hi, my name's blah blah blah. Anyway, blah blah. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit, yeah. And then there's another person. It's like, hi, my name. And then like... every listener, it's like, okay, I know you by your like handle. Yes. And then also now I need to learn your real name. Um... Everyone, here's the thing. Everyone who came last year and I met them and I I hung out with you this year, I got your name. <laughs> I'm good. I need at least two years. Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully next y'all remember. They were super fucking nice. And they sat in the front row and they really seemed to enjoy themselves. Everybody, yeah. Hit us up if you're listening to this and call us assholes for forgetting your names. Yeah. we're the worst. Definitely give you a shout out on the show because both of you, they were running to get tables and new... Like, they helped us immeasurably. Mm -hmm. Couldn't have done it, like, couldn't have done it without them and Ryan and fucking Ian. Poor Ian was spent after that show. I think he was more worried than we were. Here, Ian went above and beyond, like, yeah. anything I've ever seen before. Like, I get that he's more of an extrovert than I am, so, but, yeah. like, the number of people he talked to to make it work, the number of whole, like, hoops he jumped through to try mm-hmm. to get it to work, and then it worked as well as it did. It's yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, man. You did a great job. Everybody did. The so. live show looks fantastic. If you go to watch it on Twitch, we all have, like, little nameplates with our yeah. characters' faces on them. It looks professional them. as fucking it, shit. Like, it just looks so good. Why did we ever even try Twitch streaming um, if yeah. we weren't Ian, is the question, because nope. holy shit. Like, I've done graphics before on our Twitch stream. Garbage. Absolute fucking trash compared to <laughs> what Ian did. So, at this point in the recording, one of two things is going to happen. We're going to cut here, and either we're going to pick up with emails or something at a later time and put that in this episode, or we're going to talk to Rush, and we're going to do that and put yeah. it in this episode. But something's going to happen. This is not an official sign-off, but, yeah, we're going to cut right here. So, um... Yes. This is a this is a weird GMT. So we okay. did we did our yearly breakdown of Dragon Con, and then we told listeners is like, well, at the time we were trying to plan this out. So like, well, we might talk to Rush. So we'll we'll if it is, then it'll just be blended into the recording. So we are talking to you. Hi, okay. thank you for making time. Hello. Hello. Absolutely, thank you. So for for everybody out there who who isn't familiar with you, doesn't make it to Dragon Con, and and you're kind mm-hmm. of a you're kind of a weird, elusive figure at Dragon Con. Like you, you host panels, <laughs> but then like you're gone, like you're like like in a puff of smoke. So, who are you and what do you do? 
Sure, no problem. My name is Rush Lovivat. I've uh, I've done some design work here and there, but uh, mainly Jason and Bri- uh, Brianna know me through um, DragonCon as the tabletop uh, panels director. So basically, I direct all the panels at Dragon DragonCon that have to do with gaming. So, for example, if you want to know, you know, GM one hundred and one secrets, or like uh, how to run a horror game, or how to, you know incorporate special effects into your game, we run panels on that. And uh, our panels are really big. They, they get, uh, much to our surprise, they've gotten really, really big. The, this year, um, the Best Dungeon Ever panel was like a whole giant ballroom, and there were people still packed in. It was 600 at least people. Like, so you're looking at this big, huge ballroom full of people. We had a Pathfinder Live panel that was bigger than that. So um, it's pretty amazing because I've been in that same ballroom for to see people who are on TV. And I'm just going to tell you that more gamers showed up to our stuff than to the TV people. So that that's always like a, a shock to me. So I, <laughs> things are changed. Things have changed. Things are different now. And then, of course, your panel, your, your live panel, the reason that I was so blown away by that is that um, a panel, let's say, best dun- dungeon ever, right? That could be anybody. They want to know about designing dungeons. They don't even have to play D&D. Right. But for you guys to run a panel of that size at night, so first of all, people are, like, not going to do other things at night. They're going to stay there for, like, three hours to four hours to watch people play D&D. Uh, that was amazing. I just could not believe it. And also, not only that, they're coming to see you specifically, Right. It's not like I'm going to a dungeon panel where, well, I don't play D&D, but I still, I still have dungeons. No, they're, they're going specifically to see Dungeons and Randomness. So that, that was an amazing panel. That, that turned out very, very well. We, we got it, – it, I don't want to say lucky because, mm-hmm. like, we, you know, we, we worked our ass off for it. But we had um, a crew of awesome, lovely listeners who mm-hmm. um, kind of functioned as our street team, and they were – handing out uh, postcards and letting people know about it. And it was, it was relentless. Cause I, I would say, I don't know, two of the four panels we had leading up to, to that. I didn't even really get to mention. Yeah. The, we the, said it like at the end, we were like, there's yeah. live show, look at the brochures. Right. Like, we but like we were, yeah. we, it's like, okay, we got to go. We got to do the next <laughs> thing. Like we were, we did the, uh, the ballroom one, the, 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 the DM one one. And um, the crew, I don't envy your job or anybody who has to tell people where to sit or how to, you know, hold a mic or whatever. I don't, I don't want that job at all. But from the second we sat down, the, the the people who were running the ballroom were like, "Okay, you got five minutes. Get ready." It's like I'm not running this panel. Like, and 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 the second we were done, he tossed me the name card. And it's like, "Okay, get out of here." Like they were just, it's like, you got to go. We got the next crew coming in. It's like, okay, cool. And we were, we were instantly in their way. So. Yeah. They got a tough job. That's a, that's a real tough job. Like I can't, I can't imagine like having to herd 500 people into a room and still have time to like do a panel. I I couldn't do that. I schedule the DNR stuff and I I relate. Right. (laughs) Yeah, the scheduling, the scheduling thing, it, it, you know, it's tough, and we got to move people, and we got to move people, move them fast, and especially nowadays because our popularity has increased. Yeah. Um, I think too something. I mean, there's just something in the water. There's something in the water now. People 
will show up um, and watch people play role-playing games as a spectator sport. Yeah. You know, that's something I would have never imagined in my wildest dreams. So we're going to try to expand on that. We'll see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, and then also, uh, you know, Stranger Things has totally transformed the landscape because, again, because now people are really curious about Mm D&D, right? Right. Really, really really curious, and now that that a lot of that stigma is gone. Yeah. That's something... um... If I recall correctly, our first year at DragonCon was also your first year of running the tabletop track. Like, you'd been helping, but, like, that was your first year, like, running I thought you'd been it, doing right? it longer than that. Uh, no, I, I've, uh, the, the first year you guys came was the first time we were in that, um, in the Westin. In the Westin, right. right. It, I knew it was a first of something. <laughs> it was the first time we were in the Westin. Before we, we were, um, in this other hotel, um, in, in the Hilton, and basically, our room was a closet. So let me let me pa- uh-huh. pause for a second and then kind of explain DragonCon a little bit. So, yeah. uh, if you're not familiar with DragonCon, DragonCon is a very very large convention. It's probably the biggest convention you've never heard of, because it, it draws about eighty thousand, ninety thousand people to uh, the Atlanta area, and it's spread out over five hotels: mm-hmm. um, the Westin, the Hyatt, the Marriott, the Hilton, and the Sheraton. Um, and these hotels happen to have big, huge ballrooms, also the, Amer- uh, the Atlanta America Mar- America's Mart. Mm-hmm. And these, uh, these hotels happen to have big, large ballrooms and convention space. And so you're walking from hotel to hotel to, hotel to do these different events um, <clears throat> all around the convention. Now, uh, what is interesting about DragonCon is it's Comic-Con is like, you know, superheroes and pop culture and, and movies and things like that, uh, media. And uh, the, some other conventions are, are kind of like geared that way. Uh, some other conventions are like, you know, they're furry conventions or they're S&M conventions. Dragon Con has always been, since its inception, a all-of-the-above convention. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. So there are people there who are full-on steampunk. Um, one of the events I missed that I'm going to definitely make next year was they had full-on longsword fighting, um, yeah. full armor and things like that. There's a whole NASA track. I mean, you could totally go there and, like, wear, like, T-shirts and jeans, never touch a costume, and, like, just learn about space and talk to astronauts. Uh, there's a robotics arm where they have battle bots and they have dirigible contests. So it really encompasses, like, everything, um, anything that people geek out about. So that's what makes it very unique. And also what makes it very unique is that it's a party con. Uh, there are ridiculously raucous and amazing <laughs> parties that go on at all hours of the night. Uh, and so that makes it a bit different than, say, Gen Con, right? You, mm-hmm. Gen Con, there's a ton of gaming going on everywhere. You step up to your hotel room, and you look in the lobby, and there are people gaming everywhere. And that's amazing. That's awesome. But Dragon Con, it's like there are people having like spontaneous street parties. and things like that. It's, it's, right. pretty, so yeah. it's pretty different. It's got to be one of the most welcoming environments, too, because yeah. you would think, like, a, so you got mm-hmm. the NASA people, you got the Star Trek people, you got the Star Wars people, you got the fantasy people, you got the video game people, you got, and you would think these people would kind of clash or look down on each other, or everyone's or just, just click up. Right. They don't. <laughs> no, everyone just kind of mingles, and it's this weird cross pollination thing. Yeah. It's the perfect excuse. If you've never been into D anD D, but you're curious, we had people at uh, at panels that walk up afterwards. It's like, yeah, I was just kind of like, I I know of D anD D. I've never done it before. I just wanted to pop in and see what's going on. I don't think that would happen 
Like, people don't go out of their way. Like, okay, if you're not into comic books, you don't go to a comic book shop usually. Right. It's not something right. you go, you know right. what I mean? Like, that's a perfect right. excuse because it's like, yeah, I was just in this hotel. I'm going to stop yeah. it and see. Yeah, there weren't any NASA things right now, so I decided to just, like, go see something else. And... Right. You're exactly right. Yeah. I agree. And I, I think because it I think it because it has that carnival atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? It, so because of that, it is very welcoming. And, because, it, and it's like this... You know, because it's a big convention, everybody's like, "Hey, we're all geeks. We're all we're all doing our thing," and so there's this. Since it's so celebratory, it that's what makes it welcoming. Yeah, like, and then there's also the thing where a lot of nerds have this like awkwardness to them, and there's a built-in like conversation starter where it's like, "What what panels did you see today?" Right, and everyone's excited immediately to talk about it. Yep, and it's yeah, I agree. You know, I never thought about that, but I agree. There's that that. that it's built in right there, the, the social lubricant. Yeah. Uh, and, every, and you know you're amongst, amongst your own tribes, too, so that, that really right. that really helps. I got to ask, do you ever get, okay. like, the – do you ever get the that, – that Monday, Tuesday con blues thing of, like, oh, it's over? Like, you spend all year planning for it because I, I know, like, obviously you're planning the actual, like, lineup of panels and you have a vested interest in making everyone look good. Um, which you're you're very good at. Like you're very good at running panels. You're very good at facilitating conversation. But like when Monday and Tuesday roll around and the Weston stops being the venue for Dragon Con and it's just the Weston again, is there is there kind of a bummer factor or are you just kind of sad to see everyone? Oh, go? absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Because you know it's uh, especially because uh, I'll, I'll, I'm an extrovert. So if you ever if you ever have a party at your house, like a big party at your house, any extrovert has that bummer or religious feeling after everybody's gone. Right. Because the, the whole house is full of energy and excitement, and then all of a sudden it's all gone. And you're there, you know, cleaning, you know, vacuuming the floor and Whoa. rubbing stains out of the carpet. <laughs> so, um, and there's nobody there, and it's just suddenly quiet. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, we definitely get that. Um, so, so that some people understand, we plan for Dragon Con literally all year. We start planning uh, this year. We started actually planning before the convention for next year. Good Lord. Uh, because they were like, you know, Patrick wanted to do this thing. I'm like, there's no way we can do that. Here's the logistics for it. Let's plan that for 2019, right? Here's all the logistics we'll need. There's no way we can get those logistics this year. Right. But we can do next year. So we started then, and then we uh, plan throughout the year, and then we, we get our guests and then sometimes guests are able to show up, and sometimes they're not. And what you try to do is you try to uh, make the best panels with the guests that you have. So, uh, for example, you might have one guest like Monty Cook, who's a very famous author, basically, and then Jason Bullman, who is the lead designer of the Pathfinder game. You're like, well, what kind of things can they talk about, right? right. What kind of um, what kind of panels could they be on? And you also try to make it wide appeal. A lot of people come to me with all kinds of panel ideas. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds like a great uh, panel that maybe 12 people would show up for. <laughs> right. Those people will be really dedicated. But, uh, you know, th this panel over here would address that issue that you're talking about. But we'll, it'll, it'll have a 200-person draw. Right. Um, and a lot, a lot of times, the thing that you really want to know about, it can, that, answer, that, that can be answered in like five to, five to 15 minutes. So, um, there you go. How many, now I'm curious, like how many hours of planning would you say you put in to just, just your stuff for the year? Like, I know, like, okay, to, to just, we got more of a taste this year because we tried to email people about 
our panel. So like we started, obviously I talked to you back in like, I think March or so <laughs> about the live panel idea, which I thought you'd shoot down and you didn't, thankfully, like you were like, you know what? Sure. Let's try it. <laughs> and it worked out. But then it's like, okay, well, we need to talk to people in the AV department and we need to talk to people about internet and we need to, and Ian, thankfully, like handled a lot of that. Right. Um, Ian and, is our extrovert. Yes. He's our, he's, he's our pet extrovert. Yes. <laughs> he's the guy is just like, he's really good at talking to people. And obviously he edits film for a living. He's really good at logistics and stuff. But how many hours just on your side do you think you spend thinking and, and planning for Dragon Con? It's actually not, okay, it's not too, too, too bad because it's spread out throughout the week, throughout right. the whole year, throughout the week. So um, I would say. Uh, af- after the convention, we take a long break until like about December, and then sense. December we start we start looking at a few things, and then the holidays hit, and then in January you look at your notes and remember what you start jotting down in December, <laughs> and then um, uh, and then after that it there's a slow build. It's like you look at it every one, about once a week in January, and then you look at about it once a week in February, and then around March you're looking at it about every other day. Mm. For a few, for like 15, 20 minutes. But then it starts to build. Around a, around April to, uh, yeah, for some reason, May is the worst month for me because I'm a school teacher, school teacher by trade. And so having things get really busy in May is like the worst time for me, but, but things get really busy in May. Mm. Um, and then where you're looking at every, you're looking at something like literally once a day, maybe twice a day, people are contacting you, you're contacting the people. Um, and then in July, it really hits where you're, you're looking at it every day. So, uh, but I don't know, uh, honestly, I don't know the numbers. I wouldn't be able to tell you how many hours total. I just know like the frequency and how busy it gets. Right. So there you go. Um, if you, I've done it for lo- a pretty long time. I've done it for about nine years now. So I've gotten to where I can manage my time before when I first was doing it and had no idea about how to manage my time. It was crazy. It was really insane. Uh, where I wouldn't look at it for a long time, and all of a sudden I'd be working on it for you know days at a time because I'd be like ah. But now that I know a little bit better and I can manage my time, um, it's not that that bad. It's just, but it's pretty constant. That's the the thing. I think the toughest part of the job isn't the time investment. It's that you're constant. It's the always right. Right. You're always trying to talk to somebody. You're always contacting somebody. You're always like, and then they're not getting back to you. And then sometimes they don't get back to you until like the, let's say they don't get back to you at all. You're like, okay, well, these three panels that I had in mind, they're gone. There's oh. no way I can do these three panels without that person. So can I get somebody else? Can I invent some other panels? And while it's not a massive time commitment, it's constantly in the back of your mind. Right. And so that's, that's the grind, right? It's always a stress. It's always a, a little, another thing you have to do. Like, you know, you're about to go to bed. Oh, wait a minute. I got to go email that dude because of this. <laughs> that's right. Let me go do that. You know, so that's that's what's tough about it. If that makes sense. No, actually that sounds really familiar to like. <laughs> okay. Cuz again, there are so there are 18 people on our cast and then obviously we work with like the, there's Patreon groups, there's all that. So like just from Breeze end, I know about the scheduling bit mm-hmm. and I know what I got to do to run sessions. So like I like when we started going to Dragon Con, the first year we were on the podcast track, which obviously was not for us. We didn't belong there. It was like a. It, it seemed like we should have, but it just didn't click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second year we started working with you, and 
the the second we got there and saw like there's a difference in how things ran for the podcast track and how things ran for the 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 tabletop tabletop track. yeah mm-hmm. and i <clears throat> i started going okay what went into kind of planning this like how like scheduling wise and how everything fit and how you know the the rooms were set up and everything like that I think there's a big difference between the cons, like, you hear, like, let's say a YouTube star has thousands of people, and they want to host a con, and they, they throw it together in two months. There's right. a huge... I wonder who you could be talking about. I, I'm just saying, that, that came up in the news, and it's like, yeah, that's why that was an utter disaster, because it takes, you know, it takes so many raw man hours just, like, planning and, and facilitating and... You know, double, triple, quadruple checking your stuff. That's the difference between a successful con and one that is kind of haphazard. I agree a hundred percent. Even just like um, I've run my own little personal con. Oh really? Break. Yep. I don't. I don't. Haven't done it in years. But uh, I. I for a good long five year stretch, I ran my own little personal con, and that was a lot of work. Just like just getting because think about uh, let's think about this. All right. Think about getting mm, I don't know just thirty of your friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. From around the country, um, together for a weekend, and then scheduling all the games that you're going to play, making sure everyone has some something to eat, and then also as your friends start to come, say they're showing up as they start to RSVP. Um, imagine like, well, I, where can I stay? Where's my hotel room? Can I stay at your place? Uh, what can I eat? And then when people start showing up, you know, and they. Uh, the, this GM is not here to run this game. What are you going to do? You know, there are five of your friends waiting to play this game, but there's not, the GM's not there. So just think about that. Just think about doing that by yourself and then multiply that by a lot. <laughs> 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 because uh, that's, that's exactly what a, a convention is, what a convention is like. And then think to yourself, how much time logistically, realistically do I need to do this? And I agree. I think, like, if it's going to be a big event, I think you need a year out. Because people need it a year out um, advance notice. Yeah. They need advance notice from a year out. I think that's something we learned, too, where we... I think the first year we were doing Dragon Con, it was... I think we, we, we kind of put in for it and we figured, okay, yeah. And I think we got it three months out from Dragon Con. Yeah. Right. And I think... Eight listeners showed up, ten listeners, something like that. Something <clears throat> which, like that. Yeah, which is amazing. For which three is amazing, exactly. Yeah. And then each year we've done it. They know that's the destination thing. We're doing it once a year. We're going to be at this place. The cast is going to be one place. And then this year, I, we had like 30, 40 listeners that yep. like, like showed up. We we took over the top floor. Of the I don't know if you've ever been to like Game X in. Um, it's on Baker Street. It's like a little arcade, like a Dave and Buster's type thing. Yep, yep. Yeah. So each year, that's where we have our listener meetup. By the way, you're always invited, but you're probably way too busy to like <laughs> show up because we always do it like well, Saturday what? afternoon. Saturday afternoon? Well, maybe. Okay. okay. I might be able to do that. So like, yeah, we did that and we took over the top floor of that building and yeah. just, it was a blast, man. It it was the most listeners we've been able to hang out with, the most cast members and next year will probably be bigger because they know it's the one time a year we go travel anywhere and do anything. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah that sounds that sounds amazing. Um, I know you're super busy, but let's say, because <clears throat> we spend all year hyping up Dragon Gun, mm-hmm. what's the one thing you would tell somebody who's never been or never had a chance to go that would be a selling point to you? For Dragon Con or for... Just for Dragon Con. 
Oh, Dragon Con? Oh, well, that's easy. Um, it, okay. I always tell people, like, you need to go. You won't regret it. It's amazing. And if people want to know any more details or like why I should go or whatever. Um, okay, imagine Comic-Con, except you're not having to sleep out in the street oh. a day before to go to <laughs> Hall H. Or, you know, not have it be as crowded. Or, uh, I mean, imagine also a con that that is literally everything, uh, you know. So if you're like, well, I'm not really into, you know, superheroes. Okay, well, what are you into? They have it there. Yeah, but you know? they got like, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's somewhere. So what is your geekdom? Your geekdom exists there. Like, well, I'm a Harry Potter nerd. Well, guess what? There's uh, some staffers of ours went to um, Are You a Death Eater panel, and they had a blast. They, had, they, they loved it. Um, I had some good friends of mine who are hardcore partiers who went to did, do the Dragon Con karaoke, and they came away with an amazing story um, oh. about their they, – they did um, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys, and they, like, <laughs> tore down the house. So, you know, whatever you want, <clears throat> it's there. And if you're a geek of any flavor, that you know, again, your tribe is going to be there. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and because of be, – You'll never be bored. You will never be bored for a single minute. As long as you schedule your time. It, um, if you do wander around, you can end up wandering around, and then all of a sudden five hours have gone by. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, dude. Oh, yeah. We've done that, where we'll just right. end up in the sub-sub-basement of a hotel, and there's still shit going on. Like, there's always... Every yeah. square inch of that portion of Atlanta is just painted with cool stuff. Yeah. Right. Stuff I've never, I've, I've never had an interest in, but it's like, that looks really cool. Like, okay... You mentioned the the sword fighting bit, and then yeah. sh you know, showed us some videos. I never knew. I not only wanted to see it, I want to do it. Like I didn't know that until I saw that. It's like I need this now. That's awesome. I need to start training. That's what I, I need a sword. That's what <laughs> we need to budget some business money for a sword. So I've always known about that stuff, but I and I knew that it was going on. But and I've always been trying to get up there. But the, this is the first year. They had like like it was official tournaments like it was like oh. a, like they had league play. So you know if you placed at Dragon Con, you know that would matter for your league. And so the, for the listeners, what we're talking about is there's it's basically like an MMA league, except you get to wear armor and you wield steel weapons. Now they blunt the weapons so they don't cut anybody's arm off. But I mean, when you you are going, if when you use long swords, you're using a steel long sword against right. somebody else's you get steel bruises. Right. You you are getting <laughs> bruises, and it's MMA. Like like yeah. like I saw in one of the video clips, like one guy tackled the other guy and was like hammering him with his, you know, with his shield oh. on the ground. So you can you know, it, it, it's very little rules. Uh, I know, and and I think they do points. I'm not I'm not sure, but I mean, you can get somebody by submission. So. Uh, and then they, they interviewed the, the, the people who won the tournament after. And um, my boys take martial arts, and so I've seen enough mar – I've been around enough martial arts people to know, like, just by looking at somebody, like, yeah, that dude's a badass, right? Like, <laughs> you, you can look at somebody, and it's not their musculature or whatever. There's a certain way they, like, someone who's themselves. a total badass carries themselves. Yeah. They carry themselves with a certain confidence, a certain fearlessness – and I was looking at those people. I'm like, oh my god, those guys are real badasses! Like, like, <laughs> like, holy crap! So I, I that, that was really cool. This uh, we were talking about it. We want to put this particular GMT in our uh, our regular feed for Dungeons and Randomness. 
half of our listenership I know just perked up. They're like, wait, what now? Because <laughs> I bet they don't watch MMA, but they're like, all right, swords and armor MMA. I'm listening. Right. Like it's exactly, it's, like, yeah. Exactly. I didn't know that existed. Like, I know, like, Ren Fairs and stuff existed and jousting and all that stuff, but, like, that is, that is this particular, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I would watch that. <laughs> Why is that not televised? You know, one day, uh, you know what? One day, I, w- I would not be surprised if that, if that, yeah. like, became big. Look at what's happening with Owl right now, like. Yes. Overwatch. Oh, oh. Yes. That Owl. Oh, Overwatch. oh, Overwatch League. Yeah. Oh, it's like. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? I... Jason just gave me the blankest glance. Yeah. yeah, like, that's a huge event now, and it's just a yeah. bunch of nerds. Like, I love it. Um, so I could see that happening where it starts getting televised. And... Yeah. Absolutely. So did you, um, is there anything that you've always wanted to know about DragonCon or how it's run or, like, what, what the deal is or anything like that? Honestly, I've, I've always been perplexed. Because, okay, we, we started kind of, messaging you earlier and earlier in the year because mm-hmm. that that was one of the things that's like how early do you start planning because every year we would like the 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 i think the live show was the first time i think i caught you early enough but mm-hmm. that was mostly like how how many man hours go into it how like how does that like obviously it's not just you coming up with an idea and then implementing it it's you coming up with an idea and then it has to be tetris into the larger tapestry. Like, it has to fit into your right. schedule. It has to fit within the, 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 the rooms that you have, when you have mm-hmm. them. And how is that working with other people who are also planning and also need rooms? Because it's pretty much the, the Weston uh, Augusta 1 and 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get the big ballroom, the Centennial, mm-hmm. for, like, a few panels. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you have to work that out with other people planning panels? Like, Yes, absolutely. So, okay, that's a fantastic question. And I love the way you ask that because I think a lot of people have tried to ask that question of me. And they asked it in such a way that I gave them an answer that wasn't quite what they were looking for. So that, that was an awesome way to ask that. So, okay, here's the deal. Um, what we do is we sit down and we come up with panels. Uh, we come up with panel ideas. Um, and what to do? What we've been doing uh, lately to kind of make it so we don't come up with the same panels every year is uh, uh, we started implementing themes. So this past year was like the, the year of the Elder Gods. So a lot of our panels had to do with like Cthulhu type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next year, I will just go ahead and tell you uh, this will be an official announcement. Ooh. Even before we release it, oh, even we release it. The next year's theme is officially the year of the Bard, Ooh. and that it will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it will focus on role-playing, making characters, making characters come to life, that kind of thing. So most of our panels will be angled towards that. Um, And so what we do is we make our panels up, and then we're like, okay, who could we get that would speak well in these panels? Lots of people who come up to me with panel ideas, they're like, I have this great idea for a panel, we should do this. And that's great, and they even tell me what guests they can get for that panel, but that guest would not fit on any of our other panels. So we're literally, we'd have to literally call someone up to show up for one panel. Mm. That's not going to work, right? <laughs> like the, the people who are above me would be like, no, you, we're not going to do that. So we have to get people who can speak on multiple panels. Um, uh, so that's what is our, one of our limiting factors. Once I submit the, I, I put the, uh, the, those panels that we want in our database and then we start asking people to please come and they have to submit their um, 
their applications. And that's one of the things a lot of people are really late with their applications. And so their names won't show up in the database. So uh, that's when I started to get really nervous because I'm like, hey, we're supposed to have this panel and there's no one who's going to speak on it. What, right. What's the deal? And I, I, I asked the people, uh, the, the guest managers, and they're like, oh, they haven't submitted their application yet. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, um, that's, so that's what starts happening. Now, as far as the big ballrooms go, what I do is I, I submit all these panels, and I'm like, all right, these ones, these are big enough that they need to be in the big ballroom. And the person above me, like, will say yes or no. They'll be like, no, we can't do that. Actually, there's this other panel scheduled for that. Or, no, we don't think that panel will be big enough mm-hmm. that you need a ballroom. And so there's a negotiation that starts going on. They're like, you know, where I can be like, no, really, this is going to be really big. No, you, you know, you'll be fine. And so um, that's what you, that has to be negotiated. The, the big, the big, big, big panels are always tough because um, they're competing with other things. Like, I mean, they might be competing with like somebody from TV, and that's right. going to be really hard to be like, yes, this this panel on tabletop games is going to be bigger than you know, fill in the blank on from the Sci Fi Channel. So right. that that's that's what's hard, uh, convincing people of that. Um, and then after that's it, after that's done, then we have to coordinate uh, volunteers. And Patrick, who's basically my right-hand man, he coordinates all the volunteers and, and w- which slots they go. And then we, then we coordinate all the moderators. And we, get, we say, all right, who's going to moderate which panel? Um, and for me, myself, um, I've, been, I've had the great fortune of basically going to teacher workshops where they train you how to be a moderator. Oh, okay. Yes, because you're supposed to conduct your class as sort of like a moderator, and um, you're supposed to get the students to talk and discuss. You're supposed to kind of be able to slowly back your way out of the equation until they're the ones doing most of the talking. Um, so, for, but I realized uh, just about like three years ago, um, not everybody has had that training. <laughs> so... <laughs> Not everybody's had that training, so you can get some people who are pretty bad moderators. Um, so now it's part of my job to basically train our moderators, right? I meet with them in person. I go over what it means to be a good moderator, how to do it. Um, I, I go over um, the, pa- the, the panels, the guests. And one big thing that I tell them is, like, that the, one of the keys to being a really good moderator is research. Like, um, when I first had you guys come to DragonCon... I researched the shit out of you guys. Huh. Like I, I listened to a lot of GMTs. I listened to your podcast. I went on your website on forums about you. I like, I like, I got to know you guys because um, if you watch, like for example, uh, YouTube, you you can tell the really really good interviews are the ones where somebody has read up on the guest. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, and just really quick, one of the greatest examples I would say would be the Hot Ones interviews. I mean, those I interviews. Just started so, watching those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are those interviews were so good that the guy showed up on on the, the Stephen Colbert show, right? Mm-hmm. Huh. That they were so good that they caught national attention. Stephen Colbert had the guy who runs those interviews on his show. That was something, honestly, that because um, we've been we've talked to like other people from podcasts and stuff like that, and we've done like little interview type settings, but. I think you could tell within the first five minutes, it's like, oh, you have no idea who we are. 
And that's right. fine. That's what you come to expect. So I, I we did our usual thing. We come back from Dragon Con, and I think you hit us up, and it's like, yeah, I was listening to GMT. And we're like, you're what now? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> just, we were not expecting it. it it's just not oh, something, wow. we, yeah. So, like, we're, okay, obviously, we're sitting down with, like, Monty Cook and Shauna Germain and Keith Baker and Robert Schwab, and it's like, we know for a fact, you have no idea who we are because right, exactly. we're not in your industry. We're right. on the cusp of the periphery of the outer banks of your industry at best. <laughs> like, right. And, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's totally fine. I mean, I think you, you guys are doing okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we've been crazy lucky and we put in a lot of work, but it's not like we're, we're not publishers yet. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're that, trying. That's gonna be exciting. That's gonna be exciting. I got to say, that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be really next level. We're trying. We're doing our best, man. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm serious. I think that's gonna be really next level because I don't, I don't. Yeah, I can't think of a, a live play podcast or a live play uh, video cast that has published their own materials. Can you guys? There's a couple. Okay. Um, but it's, <clears throat> I think they're doing it in a different way than we're doing it. It's, okay. it's, it's a slightly, I don't want to say smaller scale, but it's a different, I think it's a different avenue for them. Like it's not, we're not even necessarily doing it because it's the next big moneymaker or whatever. It's because <laughs> people have asked for it for so many years that it just seems like, yeah, why haven't we done this? Like it, it I, I mean, it's just raw yeah. time and effort because we're right. a two person team, obviously. Right. Well, next, no, I see the next logical step. I, I, yeah, it's just the next thing, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I know you got to get ready and go in a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, firstly, I want to... you given me a fantastic idea for next year's live show. <laughs> okay, awesome. if it's yeah. Year of the Bard, instantly a thing popped into my head. It's like, ooh, we can... Because we got there thinking the session was going to be one thing, and obviously dice rolls... You know, they don't care what you have planned. But <laughs> right. also, the crowd gave us a way different energy than what we thought we were going to. It just became a really, like, it was a fun, it was more comedic than we thought it was going to. And everyone yeah. just rolled with it. Right. I got a great idea for next year's, and I'm going to start planning that probably way too soon. Um, no, but, that's good. Yeah. The, <laughs> but I I also... Um, I also want to thank you for giving us a shot and working with us. And I know the first couple of panels we did were kind of rough because we weren't used to being on panels or talking with other people. And I think we've gotten better over the years at like bringing other people into our responses and conversation sometimes too much like that, like the, the advanced <laughs> dungeon master panel. I, All right. I've never had such an instant connection with someone. And Keith is such a cool dude that it's like, Oh, we're talking way too much. Like, <laughs> No, 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 no. Actually, on the contrary, on the contrary, um, what I do on occasion is I'll, I'll, I'll bring in somebody for a panel that I'm not that familiar with at all, and I'll give them a shot. I'll be like, "Hey, let's see what where this goes." Right. Because there are always parts of our industry and our hobby and things like that I'm, that I'm not familiar with, and I'm 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 sometimes pleasantly surprised, and that would definitely be that with you guys like. When you guys first did panels for Dragon Con, you and Brianna had like such a great chemistry that I was like, oh my God, I could listen to these people all day. I mean, I already listened to them in GNT and, you know, uh-huh. some of the podcasts and stuff, but just hearing them talk about gaming, 
I could listen to them all day. I mean, they it just was great. Um, not good. It was great. And wow. so I wanted to fuel that and fund that. And, that, you know, that's why we kept bringing you guys back, because, <laughs> to be frank, right? There, there have been people there, I'm definitely not going to name names. No. But they had, like, resumes that were a mile long that mm-hmm. I'm like, this person is going to be an awesome guest. They have so much experience, all this sort of thing. And I talked, and they, as soon as they got behind the mic, after five minutes, I'm like, dude, this person is a terrible public speaker. Like, they're just right. awesome. And we didn't invite those people back, you know, and, and not, not out of any hard feelings. I'm just like, you know, you don't need to be behind a mic. You need right. to be, you know, at a desk writing something. That's and, your uh, thing, yeah. Yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. I, well, thank you very much. Yeah, um, Absolutely. That's insanely flattering. And, um, yeah, I, I, it's weird because Dragon Cons has, because we don't go to other cons, but mostly... Mm-hmm. It's like Dragon Con's home team for us, so we want to see the con do better. Like as a whole, we want to see everyone get everything out of it that they want. We want to see um, our listeners obviously come there in droves and just have a great time. The best part of the year is after Dragon Con, I, we have like a Discord channel and watching people just compare notes and pictures and all that stuff and just talk about their favorite parts of the con that totally weren't us stuff we never got to see, like cosplay competitions and the parade. That that's right. the best part of the year because it's like good like like our team won like that's kind of yeah. that's how we right. look at it right so when we offer every year it's like hey man let us know if there's anything we could do to make your job easier or like anything we could do to just help that's a genuine offer because we want it to we want it to do well well thank you man um, and same to you guys obviously um, and I, I loved I loved the live play panel uh, the the amount of work that you guys put into that was like crazy. <laughs> like totally insane, especially the trailer. Um, We're obsessive and I, people. We w- <laughs> well, and if you do that again, if you do the trailer again, I, I wonder if we can't do something with that. I'm serious. Um, okay. So let's keep talking throughout the year. I do got to right. run, but but I like I like where it's going. I like your momentum and all that kind of stuff. So I thank you guys for everything, seriously, and thank you for talking about me on your show. That's very flattering, like extremely flattering. So. Where else yeah. can people find you if they want to find you or the Tabletop Track? Or well, I believe there's uh, a podcast. podcast? The, yeah. yep, so <laughs> there's a podcast. We do. It's the the Table Track, the Table Dragon. Um, if you just Google the Table Dragon Dragon Con, it'll show up. Or uh, the Table Dragon dot Libsyn dot com. Uh, let's see. yeah, the Table Dragon dot dot com also as well. And also we're on Facebook. So if you go to uh, DragonCon Tabletop, um, I, we have regular postings on Facebook, and you can contact us through that. So, uh, and I usually reply within within a day. So if anybody has a question, I'll if you just send a message to the, on, uh, to the Facebook page, I'll 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 send you a message right back. Mm-hmm. And we'll put we'll put links in the description and stuff like that because. God knows I've listened to podcast and missed a link or something. It's like what was that? And it's it's yeah. We like it to be clickable right there. Yep, there you go. I agree. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, really. Thank you so much. You have a great Brianna, day. It was good to talk to you as well. Yeah. Thank you. Huh. Absolutely. Okay. We are going to close things out by reading some emails. We haven't done a GMT in a while. Again, sorry. <clears throat> um. We only have about 45 minutes to record emails because we have a Discord meetup in, yes. like, 50 minutes. We're very much playing catch-up this month. We very much are. So, 
We're going to start at the oldest email, which was from July 16th. Go us. Yay, we're doing such a good job. Um, but we will read as many as we can. 52 seems to be the number of emails we have. Good so one. before we get started, um, any of you who don't know what you are listening to right now, or you were like, I thought this had been canceled, GMT is in its own feed now. Yeah. I think we mentioned that in the last recording, which we did a few days ago, uh, that we recorded with Rush. Now we're recording this. But if you want to find us, just go into any of your podcasting apps of choice. I don't think we're on Spotify yet. Besides that, every other app will have us. So just look up Good Morning Theria, and we're going to be right there. It's going to be our faces. It looks nothing like me anymore. I should probably get a new one. Uh, It still pretty much looks like you. Your beard's bigger, but like, Mm. for the most part, you've had the same haircut your entire life. So besides that time you shaved. (laughs) But yeah, go look for us, because we do these... Okay, we don't do these, but we're gonna start doing these. No, 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 let's not, let's not, because we say that every time and then we don't do it because we get I'm, busy. Yeah, I'm not gonna give a date or time or anything, but we're gonna start like focusing on GMT again now that DragonCon is over. Yeah. Um. So please go follow us there so that you can get the episodes when they come out. Uh, you want to get rolling on this? Yes. With that being said, I'll take the first one. Um. This does not say anonymous anywhere. So Nick, hi Nick. <clears throat> howdy Jason and uh, howdy Brian Jason hope you guys are doing better this week I don't know what was wrong with us uh, a couple months back uh, we might have had a bummer of a week everything's great though Nick uh, I have a question that I'm hoping you guys might be able to advise me on so this all started in December of 2017 I've been playing a few one shots of 5e on discord and was enjoying it quite a bit my girlfriend noticed my interest and asked if I would be willing to DM a one shot for a few of her friends uh, now I've been playing D&D for a few years, but this would be my first in-person session as well as only my third time DMing oh wow I had been wanting to play some uh, in-person games, but due to living in a small town, I hadn't had a chance to do so. This seemed like it could be really fun with the added bonus that no one in the group except my girlfriend and I had any experience with D&D, so there was hardly any pressure on me. After a few weeks of prep, I had character sheets, uh, a mission, and prop pieces all set up, and I was excited. Unfortunately, it did not go as planned. Without going too deep into painful details, I feel as though I gave the group a bad idea of what D&D really is, and was uh, severely disappointed with myself. My own issue with self-esteem makes it very difficult for me to believe that I'm able to be competent with any form of role-playing at all. Because of this... Uh, Because of that, uh, I haven't had any contact with D&D since then, apart from your beautiful podcasts. Um, Now, fast forward seven months, I'm going to be attending a large college starting uh, the 15th of August, and I'm really excited. However, they have a and d club, and I really want to participate, but I feel like I'm going to have a hard time enjoying myself without being absurdly hard on myself the whole time. Do you guys have any advice on how to be more confident and natural in the face of anxiety and impending doom? Sorry for the long email, and thanks for uh, uh, thanks a lot for reading. Uh, keep up the great work. Touch your face. Thank you. <clears throat> so, I'm, 15th I'm, of August, huh? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I'm utterly confident all the time, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, you, I can't. you exude confidence. <clears throat> Constantly. Yeah. Um, it's, it makes a mess, sticky, 
I think you might just come everywhere. <laughs> that was the worst joke. That I'm was... sorry. That's just what you call it. You just oh. like have some like confidence, and then someone's gonna think that's real. Anyway, um, personally, yeah. <clears throat> so I've been doing this for a while, and I have sessions that are bad. Everyone does, and you walk away going. Wow, do I know what I'm doing? Do I like it, yeah. sometimes they're just so bad that it's like, what the hell? Like what mm-hmm. what was that mess? What was that car fire? It it's important to just get back on the horse cuz to me you can't have the highs of like man, that was a great session. Everyone had a blast. Everyone was hanging on my every word and every you can't have that without experiencing those lows of Everyone was sleepy and right. no one was paying attention. No one cared. I got I got frustrated. Corey the combat, was, yeah. Not Corey. Corey's a name of a character, so I can't use that as an example. Jim was playing Minecraft the whole time. Yeah. He thinks that we can't see it on his phone, but we can. Like yeah. that kind of session. And that's going to happen. Um, you could be doing this 10, 12, 14 years, and it's going to happen because... What you're doing is you're getting a bunch of different people coming from different walks of life with different schedules in the same room, and it only takes one or two people to be having a bad day or to be tired right. or whatever to throw the whole session off. You could be having a bad day. You're allowed. Even if you're the DM, you're allowed to have a bad day. It's fine. Right. And I think it is important for people to have a touch of that um, uh, that uh, being being very conscious of what you're doing and maybe even being a tiny bit down on yourself. It's also important to look at yourself objectively. Realize what you did well. Realize what you could work on. Realize, you know, I think people who have utter confidence in themselves, they don't get better because they look at everything they're doing as, well, that was pitch that perfect. Was perfect, yeah. Yeah, what am I doing? Like, I can't do yeah. anything wrong. Right. So, And I've talked to people like that, and it's it's like, Wow, you're never going to grow because mm-hmm. you see everything you're doing now as the like, best way of doing it. Exactly. There's no, there's no, there's no way to go up now. You're you yeah. hit the ceiling. So that's. I think it's healthy to look at yourself objectively and just try to pick out at least one or two things that you're go. You know what? I, I did that pretty well. I think I did that pretty well. What needed work? What was I not right. satisfied with? Yeah. And honestly, I really hope you joined that D and D club. If you haven't, I think you should because. Yeah. No one ever, at the very least, and I'm going to say a few things that people might contest me with. Thing one um, is I don't think some people are cut out for DMing. No. And I think that some people would really argue with me on that point because everyone, like, especially people who are good at DMing, want to believe that everyone can DM well. Because, like, I think it's just a thing in the community. I think that some people just don't have the people skills for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have the people skills for that, where I can pay attention to everyone else all the time and make sure everything's going smoothly and also think seven steps that I don't have that mind. I very much have the mindset of, I'm going to get into character. Right. And I'm going to play this one character that I really love as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just how some people play D&D, and, they're just, and it sucks that the DM position is always the position that's open. Yeah. It's like playing DPS in a modern shooter game. It's right. Like, yeah, I want to play soldier. So does everyone. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, play a tank. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> like, or a healer. Um, so that might have just not been the role for you. And that's something that you could definitely work towards. Yeah. If you want to DM, I think that learning, like, how to be a leader, learning how to, like, moderate people and things like that, like Rush was just talking about. You guys heard the thing. Like, he learned how to moderate from being a teacher and brought mm-hmm. that to 
Dragon Con, and I'm sure he brings that to his games too. So that's something that I will say that, like, if you have a bad time DMing, that doesn't mean D&D isn't for you. No. It might just mean that running a game isn't for you. Right. Or you haven't found the way that you like to run games. Because just like there's a thousand different ways to play a character, there's a thousand different ways to DM. Everyone's got a different style. Everyone's got a different way of doing stuff. And it takes a lot of experimentation. If you've only DM'd three times, it's going to take a little while to find that, that stride. And I've seen people have their first couple of sessions, and it's great. Mm-hmm. And then they have a bad one, and they're like, oh, maybe this isn't for me. And that's just, you got to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's a personal choice you need to make. Is like, okay, did that go badly because I was just nervous? Or did that go badly because I don't like DMing? Right. And just, like, think about that to yourself. And, like, do I want to DM? Or do I want to just play? And if you yeah. want to just play, like, there are ways to go about that. Um As far as playing in person goes, because it sounds like that was another thing that was really tough on you, uh, it definitely is doubly tough if you're DMing in person for the first time. But even role-playing in person for the first time, I did it at Dragon Con Live. Uh, I did it uh, the year before that. One other time in a hotel room, probably. Not Safe Haven, but like for the, uh, what's the name of our bakery? I can't remember, but like I played that rogue who I didn't even know who I was going to be until I got there, so... That's that tough. was a challenge. And then this time, at least I knew who I was, but I think I only role-played, like, <clears throat> twice. Yeah. Most of it was just, like, swinging at things and, like, stepping back to let, like, the Grimnesses have their beautiful moment and fucking Zaboomafu and all that. <laughs> like, it was fun as hell, but yeah. I still didn't role-play much. So I don't have much advice for role-playing in person except for maybe if you still play online or if you can play online, do that more. So that when you're in person, you feel more confident because at least you've done it behind a screen before. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the things that helped me with the live game is like, all right, but I'm playing with people. First of all, I'm lucky enough to play with people who I play with online all the time. Right. So we already kind of know each other's rhythms. And second of all, I've role played so much online. Right. That it would actually probably be hard for me to fuck it up in person at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Like I could. I definitely could. We that all would could. be a challenge. Right. So I I really encourage you to join that group. Even if you're the quiet person, no one ever leaves the table mad at the quiet person. Yeah. They're mad at the guy who keeps checking his phone. Or yeah. the guy who won't shut the fuck up. Or the guy who was arguing over the word swing for 15 minutes. Mm. They're not mad at the guy who was a little bit self-conscious and didn't role play that much that day. Right. So it's always good to throw yourself in there. But, um, obviously we wish you luck. Keep us posted on stuff, Nick. Ah, good lord, we are so far behind. Uh. Oh, cool. Here, I got this one. This one's from Michael. Let's do it. if anyone can remember, the last GMT we did was about upcoming games for the year that we were excited about. Was it? Yes. Good lord. That was a long, long time ago. Okay. You know what we need to do? Yes. We just spent 15 minutes answering that email. Yes. We need to rapid fire some of this. Okay, this one's really this, this one's is really like long. Opinion based. So okay. we're just gonna go go go. Yeah. So mandatory intro. Hello, Jason and Bree. Been a bit, so I thought I would set aside some time to send an email. I miss sending these in. Mid topic. My friend and I do gaming podcasts for fun, really, and we had a uh, fun doing a yearly deep dive to E3. So naturally, I have opinions. So I would like to share. Damn, you can't use opinions in a sentence without sounding negative anymore, can you? Moving on. <laughs> uh, regarding Skull and Bones, that's the pirate game. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything they put out last. 
uh, and this year's Ubisoft conference makes it look a heavy-handed multiplayer title. I would really recommend you watching the gameplay they put out this last year for reference, because they really did show it in action. It, it doesn't quite indicate how the multiplayer is going to work by game impression. You aren't getting a single player. Sorry, Bree. Damn it. Um... With Fallout 76. I'm so happy you like the game concept, Jason. I'm kind of excited about the multiplayer, and most of my friends are not. My only worry is that this being always online in Bethesda's really first foray into this realm. But the way they are approaching it, with beta being used to work out some network trouble, has me at ease a bit. Um, Though with the NPCs outside of robots and computers being confirmed as a thing to not exist in the game. uh, Not sure how I feel. Uh, Still probably going to play, though. I didn't know that there were only going to be robots and computers. I thought they were going to have regular NPCs. That sucks. I, I mean, I'm I'm still down for it. Yeah. And Fallout's never been my thing anyway. So right. It's just a thing of like, oh, I'll probably be less into that. But I'll try the multiplayer because I love my friends. Uh, <laughs> Death Stranding. Don't get me wrong. I, lo- I like they have to start Death Stranding with don't get me wrong. <laughs> just Death Stranding. Uh, I love Metal Gear because of its batshit, stupid, funny insanity. I mean, anyone who takes the plot seriously in those games, I just don't know. But I laughed so hard after I saw my friend's faces when it it was Norman Reedus, when, Nor- when Norman Reedus was confirmed to be in the glorified UPS delivery man. Don't even need to play the game now. Got so much enjoyment out of it. <laughs> Uh, we could talk about Death Stranding again. I have more fi- feelings on it now. I have a different perspective. Uh, same general idea, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. I kind of agree with you, Brie. Honestly, the series is going the way of Metal Gear for me. I absolutely love the, st- the plot um, involving the Disney properties, the villains grouped, group led by Hades and Maleficent and Pete, etc. But as soon as the Final Fantasy character comes on screen or anyone who looks like Sora art-wise, I kind of just glaze over. I feel like the problem is they're trying to cater to the American and Japanese audience at the same time. I have friends who adored the second half but couldn't be bothered with the first and vice versa. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, Cybertug 2077. Did either of you catch the super hype wave for this game? I mean, it looks cool and I have a vague concept of open world action RPG. Sounds interesting. But my word... Did I drown in people gushing over this game? I mean, I would like to see something about the game besides what breaks down to a concept reel. Oh, and by the way, Brie, it was confirmed it is a character-building thing for your protagonist. Ooh. I think the I think all the goodwill for Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077 is because it's made by CD Projekt Red, and they're the people behind The Witcher. So they yeah. already have a good pedigree, so it's like, okay, now it's Cyberpunk, and it's The Witcher. Yeah. Let's go. Like, I think it's that. I think it's that combined with, holy shit, a new property, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's that and Death Stranding for this last E3. That was, and Skull and Bones, I guess, but. Yeah. So, like. Who knows what Skull yeah. and Bones is going to be. I Honestly, I, seriously, my heart broke, because just before we started recording this, it was announced that Telltale Games is closing. Yeah. And like, what a great storytelling company. And that it just it just sucks. So like uh, new properties are good, man. Let's Yeah, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Um Pokemon. Just curious, Bree, does that mean you aren't interested in the core Pokemon game coming out this year? I mean, I understand the Pokemon Let's Go thing, even if you can fight other trainers. Not fighting wild Pokemon is just weird, but I am looking forward to the core game and what they may do with it. Keep in mind, this is coming from a guy who fell out of Pokemon and Sun and Moon babied me back in. I... 
So are we talking about... Uh, the Switch game, I think. The Switch game? Yeah, no, I have no interest in that. I don't know if they're Absolutely coming out with a Game Boy one. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, I, I follow some Poketubers, and I haven't seen anything. I think the Eevee Pikachu games are the big ones for this year, at least. You might be talking about another game that's coming out like later this year or next year that I haven't mm. heard about yet. If they came out with another handheld game that were more like the old game, sure. The Switch game, no. It's even worse than Sun and Moon for me, where like they... You don't battle wild Pokemon anymore, like oh. like he just said. Oh. It's the Pokemon Go thing. It's oh. you have to like throw the Pokeball with a little timing mini game and waste all your resources. And oh. I don't know with Nintendo's new transaction system, you might have to buy more Pokeballs. Like I don't know. I don't like it. I'll be playing Spider Man. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> I actively. It was one of those things where I'm like, okay, Pokemon, you're close to the final straw with yeah. me when I heard about that. So I don't know. I really hope that they can bring me back in because I love Pokemon. And I'm playing Pokemon Go. Like, I'm not sure if... I think I've brought it up on yeah. GMT before, but, like, I play it. I'm level 30-something now. And it's like, yeah, except that's not a real Pokemon game. It's just a game with Pokemon in it. Right. It's just, yeah. This was a real Pokemon game that used the same stupid mechanic that yeah. no one liked. So, anyway. Yeah, Pokemon Go is literally Ingress. Yeah. It's it's just with a Pokemon skin over right. it. It's the same, yeah. Same. It's Crimson Peaks. It's, yeah. it's not a ghost story. It's a story with ghosts in it. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with Pokemon. Um, it's a story with ghost types in it. Because they're a ghost type Pokemon. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Bree. Bree, do you get it? Ghost type Pokemon. Smash Ultimate. Yes, uh, Waluigi, but Gino first, please. I... Yes. Why Luigi's not in the game or Waluigi's something? Waluigi's not the, in the that's game, the big, and yeah. people want Gino from the Super Mario RPG in the game, too. Okay. That would be super... Honestly, I'd take Gino over Waluigi. Like, I joke, I love Waluigi, he's a fucking goober, and I, I do legitimately really enjoy him. I want Gino, because mm. that would confirm that maybe we'll get another Super Mario RPG. And I want that because they ruined Paper Mario. So now I need a <laughs> Super Mario RPG so that I can get that. Because um, the Bowser's story bullshit is terrible. Uh, my favorite part of E3 was the PC press conference. I don't know if you who, if it, if you know who Day Nine, uh, Sean Plot is, but he is such a charming guy and makes a fantastic MC. I honestly wish he had hosted something other than the two-hour slog the PC conference is. It makes a grand. It makes it grand, though. There we go. Sorry. Um, Game-wise, though, there is a shark RPG coming out called Maneater made by the guys you did, who did Depth, uh, the shark versus diver game, Mm -hmm. that is looking funny and awesome. You should take a peek. Uh, Question, just just outro. Um, This has been a bit long, so I'll skip over my next, over my question. Instead, I'll conclude this email with a synced and simply... And simple form of farewell fitting this correspondence, which I lodged in your inbox. Talk to you soon, Michael, a.k.a. Laser Sniper. Um, so that was from July 16th, because we're garbage Christ. people. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for all those opin- like thoughts and opinions on those games, because I really liked them. Some of them, and some of them I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm... Uh, there's a lot to be excited over and stuff, and we went. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll get back into it real soon. But like, yeah, I'm looking forward to Fallout 76. Yeah. Um. I I still haven't got Spider Man yet, and I really want to, and it looks gorgeous. And if I want you get it. to make your character in cy- in the cyborg game, I'll probably be all over that, like bread and butter, because mm-hmm. that's my kind of shit. Okay. Um. Especially if it's by The Witcher guys, because The Witcher is actually, if I could make Geralt, I would love The Witcher. 
Like, if I could just make him instead of just being handed him, mm -hmm. I think that would be my new Dragon Age Origins. But since it's just Geralt and you can't do anything with him except for roleplay him, right? I don't like it as much. Mm. Uh, Ben Frayne, howdy, Brian Jason. First, before I dive into what I thought of that interesting episode, we're talking about the album episode we did. Mm -hmm. Interesting is a nice way of putting that. I would love to hear how you think my last name is pronounced. Frayne. Uh, a lot of people have always gotten it wrong, and, e uh, and even spam email, when that is used, when that used to be a thing, uh, would spell it wrong. So good luck. My last name is Frayne. It's Frayne. It's F-R-A-Y-N-E. It's Frayne, right? Uh, pronounce like right. Yeah. So yeah, it's frame. Uh, so honestly, I don't know what to expect when I, I didn't know what to expect when I started the bonus episode. <laughs> you warned us and I thought, oh, it can't be that bad. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I started listening to it as I was getting my coffee at 630. And when I finished, I thought it was at least 10. Uh, it felt like it had sucked. I was sucked into a wormhole, which slowed down time. It turned out to be nine. I was so glad that my boss and our new hires didn't hear any of that. Um, I half-hearted hope that the song Like Wow would play from Brie. I forgot who the artist is for that. Uh, you two doing commentary over the song helped me help make it a bit better. Aww. Thank you. Um, uh, Jason, my dad had bought the Simpsons Sing the Blues album, and I listened to that as a child. Um, in his CD tower, he had that album and just told me to never listen to it. I ne I now understand why. I'm sorry you both had to do that episode. I hope that <laughs> hope that you guys have a wonderful day. Ben Frayne, pronounced like rain, but with an F in front of it. Um, I forgot. Okay, I forgot to say my hip isn't shattered, so I willingly stuck it out. All right, thanks. You kept yeah, saying that, 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 yeah. I'm sorry if you fell down and you're still listening to this. <laughs> Dude, that episode. That oh, album episode. My turn. Yay! Um, Damien Roll. Um, I probably did that one wrong. I got an easy one. You did. Frame. I think it's because we played Blood Rain. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought of immediately. It's like, yeah, if you put a Y in it, it's still rain. Now I'm picturing uh, Ben in a sexy slit skirt. Well, yeah. Chopping up Nazis. That's You're the... trying to say he's not? Anyway. Ben, send us pictures. Damien, honestly, got... this is about the album episode. Honestly, guys, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> the worst part to me about the episode originally was the audio levels. What actually started to turn me off on the episode, and I listened to the whole thing, was hearing you guys trash it. The fact that it was clear that you guys weren't even having fun anymore made it hard to have fun with you. We still keep up with GMT even between your breaks because it is... We enjoy you guys shooting the shit and bullshitting. Aw, thank you, Damien. I learned a long time. The, the album episodes are a little different, because I think it's fun to sometimes do, like, the hot sauce challenge type thing. Yeah. That's the audio version of the hot sauce challenge, where it's like, why are we doing this? This is yeah. terrible. But it's, I wouldn't do it all the time. I think we need a limit to the number of songs. Yes. And maybe in the future, we can make our own list of bad songs, where it's, like, not one artist or one. Yeah. It'll probably be a while before we do it again, yeah. just because that one was Bad. Oh my god. I I'm only worried about people hating it. That's yeah. why it's like, oh, why are we doing this? Because mm -hmm. I'm I'm like, if I were a listener, would I right. want this? And I agree with the I remember while we were recording it, I saw the audio levels sucking, and that's one of the reasons we were like, yeah. let's not. Just and we tried, yeah. Yeah. We we did everything we could. It's our system 
of recording things is weird for those. Yeah. So anyway, um, thank you for saying thank you liked you. it even a little bit. And for anyone else who said you liked it, that's why we liked it a bonus episode. Because yeah. we were like, we think this sucks, but we'll call it a bonus episode so right. you guys still get some content and it's not wasted. Exactly. But no one feels bad about skipping it because it's just a bonus episode. Right. <laughs> Um, this one's from Ashley. Salutations, Jason and Bree. Your latest album episode made me laugh so hard, which made, which made having to say style at work so much harder. I was so spoiled getting to listen, uh, to two GMTs a week. I always enjoy everything you guys do, even when you're just bullshitting between yourselves. That's the second time in a row. That's what this is. This is bullshitting. That is, that's all it is. You should subscribe to our GMT feed if you like bullshitting. Yeah. That's what we do. Uh, you mentioned an episode that possibly having listeners choose mu- uh, music if you were to do another album episode. Having uh, having you considered doing <gasps> one... Have you considered doing one with Disney Mania or Kids Bop songs? songs? Kids Bop songs! Kids Bop songs! Did we do that in the car one day? I played you the Kids Bop... Kids Bop version of Smash Mouth, yes. Oh, boy. That, that was... was one song and you wanted to die. I'm so down for that. I'm also down for the listeners picking, maybe not an album, but maybe we could do a thing on our Discord server. Like, we could, it could be like yeah. a limited time thing where it's like, send in one song and we'll listen to it until we have like 20 songs or something. Yeah. And then we just have to go through the whole thing. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe that could we'll be do really that. fun. But Kids Bop, man. Oh, God. <sighs> Baby. Oh, Yes. Some of them are really terrible, and there are so many volumes to choose from. That fucking series has go, been going on since I was like... They're on like 40-something. Yeah. I would want to go through all the things and pick our favorite songs. And see how they butchered them? And see how they... That would be yeah. fun, too. It's like, okay, we both pick five of our favorite songs that Kids Bop's going to cover of. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, also, please discuss the Buffy musical episode, once more with feeling. Uh, for a few minutes because Brandon hasn't Brandon hasn't seen it and I have all the songs memorized and no one to geek out with hope your day is lovely and enjoy these puppies well we do a Buffy uh, a Buffy podcast which is called the Buffy Breakdown that is on its own feed that's doing its own thing we do that with Jamie Jamie hosts that uh, but it's going to be a while before we get to season six. We're on so, season two right now yeah so and that's after season one has half as many episodes as every other season yeah I, I I've always loved that episode that's Probably my favorite episode of Buffy, next to uh, the Gentleman or something yeah, like that. that one of the so good. it's a really good Blue Rasa, which comes one. right after. Yeah, like that's in the same season, so that's definitely the best season. Is no four is not the best season. No five. Four is the one with the Gentleman. They're in no college. five, the musical season. That's six. The musical episode comes out, and then the very next episode or the episode near that is to Blue Rasa. The musical episode season six. Okay, so season six, I think, is my favorite season. Okay. I'll know once we get through all the seasons. The only reason I, I know that six. is because, obviously, the twist at the end of uh, that episode in the musical is the there was no pain, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That comes after they move from uh, CW. That's after Glory. That's at, well, they were, it was the WB, then it was the CW, but then they moved to UPN. Yeah. So, all of that knowledge uh, in your yeah. brain now, and you didn't need it, and you didn't ask for it, but here it is. <laughs> uh, after the after the album uh, the album came out, the the with like alternate takes of songs and stuff like that, I went and bought that from Fye. That's one of the last albums. I think uh... the Offspring's Splinter Shatter Splinter, I think it was called, was the last album I ever physically purchased at a store. Fun fact, I know the last album I purchased as well. It was Nuclear Bubble Wrap. I bought it online, but it was that's the last physical album I ever bought. That wasn't like a game, because I still bought like, yeah, like CDs soundtracks. Of, 
Well, no, um, not the soundtracks. Like for the actual games, for a while, oh. I was very stubborn about buying the CD. Physical, oh no, yeah, no, absolutely, me too. My my tune on that changed when um, PC installs got to be like seven DVDs. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> pretty much. I think the last one of that I ever bought was Dragon Age Origins. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I own that because that they're owned by a very scummy company that I wouldn't. Like, they would take that game away from me. I know they would, so mm. I'm glad I have the CDs for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a fucking great episode, it's obviously. Really good. Uh, Brandon, you should watch it, but you should also watch every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and maybe follow along with a podcast of friends. It's true. So- <laughs> wow. That's good shilling right good there. That's good shilling. Mm, delicious. Hey, your turn. Uh, this one is for me from Eli. Hi, Eli. Hello, this is Eli, first-time email, uh, first email writer, long-time listener. I would like to start out this email by telling you how much pain and suffering I recently went through. I'm just going to predict, not looking, just predicting, you're going to talk about the album episode of GMT. Probably. All right, let's look. Um, I've been held captive by some members of an evil organization, and as torture, they play the most recent albums of GMT. <laughs> I literally did not read ahead. That was just that was just a guess. I was tied up and went through all two hours of the psychological abuse, but in my head it felt like years. I'm kidding, of course. You're not, though, and that's okay. There's a nugget of truth in every joke, Eli. <laughs> um, it was hilarious, and anything you two put out is always worth a listen in my book, and I hope I speak for most of us fans. Now, time for some serious questions. Bree, what do you do to make sure that when you dye your hair, it doesn't get absolutely murdered in the process? Um, I've never dyed my hair before, but it's something I am looking forward to doing now that I am moving out of my very conservative family's household. Um, real quick, I'll answer this and then I'll ask you yours. Sure. Um, for me, I if you're going to do a crazy color, do... Um, there's a place called Arctic Fox, and a lot of the crazy colors, they're also conditioners, so that helps a lot. As far as bleaching goes, follow the instructions and don't try to go from a super dark shade to a super light shade, like black to platinum blonde, because all your hair will fall out and you'll have a terrible haircut in the documentary series that you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) That's oddly specific. Yeah, it is. Um, In general, one other thing I really like, and it's more of a like... um, like a selfish thing that like, oh man, when I'm really feeling for it, Lush has some great conditioning products for hair that just feel really good. Some of them smell like ham. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird... The one I have smells like cloves, which smells like ham. But like, It reminds me of Easter. It know. makes your hair feel really nice. In general, just be careful and like pay attention to your hair. If you're about... If you already did one bleaching... And you wanted to go lighter, but your hair is already starting to freak out. That might be the lightest that hair can get because hair does not recover. And that's something I learned the hard way is I thought if I just took breaks between bleaching, that hair would recover. It doesn't. It's dead. It's, it's already dead. <laughs> so be careful with that. If, it, if it's already starting to kind of be gross, but like you can manage it, that's probably where you should start stop as far as bleaching goes. But almost any time you want to do blue, pink, yellow, green, whatever, almost every one of those dyes has, like, a conditioning agent in it. So it's actually the best colors to dye your hair if you care about your hair's health. Um, because other dyes don't really have that. Anyway, now for Jason. Good luck. Uh, send a picture. I'm starting college this year, and my roommate is a DM himself. We plan on starting a group together, but I'm a tad bit nervous. Obviously, D&D is your job, and it is hard living 
Is it hard living with one of your players? Oh, it's the work. No. <laughs> I guess this goes for Bree. How do you manage to keep such a tight bond, even though sometimes things might get tense during games of D&D? This is too real. Is it ever hard to separate your roles in the game and your roles as friends? Hmm. I am most worried about doing something that may upset the first DM that I've ever met in real life, and I don't want our friendship to get screwed up. Thank you guys for keep. Thank you guys, and keep being my two favorite podcast hosts, Aww. Eli. Hi, Eli. Hi, Eli. I don't think we've ever been asked that. I don't think so, no. Uh, I... And it's weird, because that's, that's a good question, because stuff has come up like that. Right. I think, very rarely, does that, because uh, we live together, too. And we're business partners, so there's a lot of layers. Yeah, we're best friends, we're business partners, yeah. you're my DM, and yeah. we live together. Yeah, that's and a lot. And we share an office that is also my bedroom. So yes. within any given time, we're within five feet of each other. All day. All day, every, every day. day. Yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I think a lot of it is establishing boundaries and just deciding, like, okay, in games, <laughs> we constantly use phrases like, you know, my character would do this, or my ca- and then yeah. usually if it's something bad or something like that, you you all of us, me included, as the DM is like, I'm really sorry, but this is what this is what would happen. That type of thing. Yeah. Just make it known, right? Make it known that it's not a personal choice. That there, even if you're sure that you you've let's say all semester you've been playing together and stuff like that, and you're sure that this DM um, roommate of yours wouldn't take what you're about to do personally as like you're trying to derail the game or something like that just it's like this is what my character would do right. sorry and then just do the thing yes and if you'd like to talk about it afterwards you absolutely can but um very rarely does that i think um that's really great advice for inside the game outside the game i think that something that it took us a while to figure out is you have to be able to separate bitching about the game to your friend and bitching about the game to your dm because yeah. that's something that's come up before where I'm upset about something that happened in game, mm-hmm. and I have to clarify, and it took me a while to learn this, I have to clarify, hey, you did a good job, or I'm not mad at this player, or right. something like that. Like, this isn't me bitching to you as a DM, this is me just venting <clears throat> because right. I'm a human and you're my best friend. Right. And I think that's a line that, like, as long as you say it before you say whatever terrible thing you're about to say... <laughs> Yeah. Not that that happens often, but there have been times where I'm upset with the way things go down in a game. I think everyone has. Everyone has. I'm under no delusion that, like, Alex and Ian haven't gone up to get a beer, and it's like, that fucking fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. that's. uh, I'm I'm, assuming they're talking about me, so fucking bitch. (laughs) You didn't even play together. (laughs) Strahd. Strahd, fair. Okay, yeah. Um, How dare she question me about my mushrooms. (laughs) 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 But, like, I, I... Yeah, that that's a thing. Like, I'm a problem solver type person. Exactly. So, like, if you're bitching, if, if you're b- bitching is a strong word, but if you're complaining about the game, it's like, well, I right. want to solve it. Or Let's venting. solve it. Venting's right. the venting. nice way venting. to say Yeah, that's the that's the good word for bitching. Mm. But like, if that's something that several times it was a thing of like, I would bitch about something or vent about something that happened in game, and you would want to solve it. Yeah. And that's my knee jerk too. Whenever you're venting, yep. Uh, it there's the solve thing, and. That's the thing that you got to turn off at the beginning of the conversation with, like, hey, you did a fine job, and I still love all of our friends, and I love our game. When this thing happened, God, that sucked. Right. Can we talk about how much that sucked, though? Right. And it's outside of a DM player relationship. It's more of a two friends venting relationship. And 
there have been times where it's like, okay, but this is like the fourth time you've vented about that exact yes. thing. So maybe now, now it's time yeah. to, for me as a DM to act on it. But if it's just a one-time thing or if it's a thing that's so small that it doesn't need to be uh, dealt with, it's still good to be like, hey, I still want to talk about it because you're my friend. Right, totally. Uh, but make that separation of like, this is the smallest thing in the world and it's not worth fixing. It's just something I want to talk about. You would be surprised at how many problems can be solved with some open communication. Yeah. Just don't assume the other person knows what you're thinking or feeling. Just say, hey, just to let you know, even if it's, again, you're 99% sure, like, even if it's, like, something about dinner or something about, Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, just so you know, blah, 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 you know, get it out there because it helps. Um, I think that's probably where we should wrap it up right now because we have to go into a um, Discord meetup in a little bit. But we're going to try to do more regular GMTs. I'm not making any promises. But go follow us on the Good Morning Theria page. If you have any feelings about this episode, and maybe you're a new listener or you're a lost listener who didn't realize that we packed the Arc and gone to a new uh, yeah. a new feed, uh, send us an email. Jason, where can they do that? How do Ooh, they do that? Uh, you can send us an email to goodmorningtheria at gmail.com. That's goodmorningtheria at gmail.com, all spelled out. Um, we're also going to leave a uh, a link to Russia's podcast, The Table Dragon, which you could find on your podcast device uh, at the Table Dragon or look up DragonCon. You could you could find yep. it. Um, again, um, we'll be announcing some really cool stuff in the upcoming months, and uh, yeah, just spread the word, let people know that we're doing stuff, and uh, we really appreciate you guys uh, supporting us and listening. Uh, you can find a bunch of extra content. Uh, I know that the main feed has been a little uh, a little sparse this month because we've been Dragon kind Con. of busy yeah. and Dragon Con and all that stuff. So we did post all of the um, all of the extra stuff that we did at Dragon Con. I'm getting ready to go through many gigs of video and start posting that. Um, but you can find that at patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-r. That's patreon.com slash d-a-n-d-r. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys real soon, hopefully, for another GMT. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, guys.